welcome to the Mortal Realms Sigmarnelia Spectacular Podcast Ultra Crossover episode. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narratives in the Age of Sigmar. Your allies through the Realm Gate this episode are, from the Mortal Realms, Aaron, the Lord of Lore, Paul, the inventor of the inane or ubernegus of an unreliable narration, Davey, the Padishah of Pocket Realms, and myself, Eric, the Punderkin of Podcasts, from What the Hex, Davey, the Hetman of Hexes, and Phil, who couldn't join us, is the Captain of Crits, uh, from the Dogs of Warcry, uh, Josh, the Relegator of Renown, Paven, who's also missing in the Void, the Queen of Quads, Vint, our Gangster of Glory, and from the Path of Story, Paul, the Silly Spider, Story Rarer, and Will, who couldn't make it, the Recontor of Relative Retellings. <laughs> no, no. So good. You can you can you can call this a win for you whatever else happens here. Yeah, yeah. I mean you can just yeah. kick your feet up. I might yeah, I might not say anything else the rest of the time. See you guys. Right. Set, that, set that sucker on cruise control and <laughs> cruise control to funville. All right. Hey everybody, this is a uh, uh, a re regathering, uh retelling of the Mortal Realms crossover Sigmarnalia spectacular show in the year of our Lord 2022. Um we're back in the saddle again. Hey, everybody, how's it going? You owe me a dollar. Excellent. I didn't see anything? Doing good. Are we by that that title? Are we just retconning the last one? Like uh, we just go back and we can say whatever we did say, and people have to ignore whatever we said last time. I, I we'd, be, we'd be foolish not to. Quite frankly, cool. we've earned that right. If nothing, mm-hmm. if nothing else, um, okay. but. Uh, it's been three years, three whole stankin' years since we did one of these Sigmarnalia spectacular shows, um, and the, the, the crowds are clamoring for it. They've been they've been uh, uh, up on our butts um, trying to get us to record one of these things. And frankly, like we've become so successful that like you can't get us in the same room anymore, right? The egos are too large. Uh, we've come too far. Um, but we're all on uh, our own projects now. Yeah, exactly. But now uh, we kind of need we need an influx of cash, and so this is how we're, this is also going to be one of those. Um, uh, it's a farewell tour. Yeah. It's not actually it. a farewell tour. The Jerry Lee Lewis Telethon, but yeah. podcast. It's like Band Aid, but like we are the ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're the African villages, um, and so uh, we we get back together and, and chat chat you listeners up and catch y'all up with uh, what we've been up to, um, and to give give our reflections on on what a year it has been, twenty twenty two, and maybe well uh, slash three years, right? That's, three but I mean, years. nothing's happened in the past three years that yeah, you know, it should be pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, we've all just yada 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 through. Yeah. Guys, do you think the last three years happened because? we did the sigmarnalia oh did we cause this oh um, yeah we didn't think this through i'm gonna tell you guys that i'm pretty sure i i had like the first case of covid uh i'll tell you about it later but uh, i'm fairly certain i might have i might have brought like it like you were patient zero in the u.s i'm basically patient zero in the u.s but oh. uh neither, neither here nor there well, there goes those um, donations i mean it is we're definitely here yeah <laughs> uh fair enough all right so uh we're here we're ready we're gonna we're gonna reflect and also maybe predict possibly in that order um frankly so uh but to start i think how we did it last time and i'm a creature of habit i do it once i'm going to do it that way for the rest of my life um i think the first question we asked last time is everybody went around the horde and talked about how their holidays have been so far and frankly i would like to know now um so i'm just gonna ask people on my list of people on this chat um hey josh 
How have your holidays been? Tell us about them a little bit. They've, they've been good. They've been good. Lots of, uh, you know, family haven't done a lot of traveling, which has been nice. Um, you know, lots of kids activities as well. You know, lots of uh, concerts and things to attend. So it's been a little hectic on that front. But, uh, but you know, they're all great to watch and listen to. So we've, we've had a good time and looking forward to, you know, Christmas coming up to have some, again, family together and share some gifts with each other. Looking forward to it. Josh, let me tell you, your family's not going to listen to this, so you don't need to say all those nice things. About <laughs> you know, actually, <laughs> last time, last time we were driving to Michigan to visit my in-laws and my wife asked to listen to it in the van. So we did. We listened to it. Oh my to gosh. So yeah, never know. And she thought it was awesome. So <laughs> like never know. of podcast listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm going to be so much more careful careful about everything I say from here on out. Um, uh, Davey, uh, how, how your holidays been so far? Uh, been pretty good. We're um, gearing up. We're actually not traveling anywhere ourselves. Uh, and growing up, that's how it was for me. We were always overseas. So it was always just like my immediate siblings and uh parents and uh so in my in my head that's what it's supposed to be and so uh to finally get a year where that's the case is is uh, pretty enticing although i'm actually working on uh on christmas day but the kids are the kids are pretty flexible at this point so they uh they took it in stride did not bat an eye about uh doing things a day late but uh been good very cool. Um, Potato Head Paul, which is what your name is here on this recording. Uh, how, has your, how have your holidays been? Tell me about them. Uh, pretty good. Uh, we've just been uh, staying put for the most part. Um, just enjoying being around each other. So that's been good. Um, with three kids in school, it's been hard to uh, get everybody in the same place at the same time doing things. So it's nice to have that. And then hopefully we'll be traveling for Christmas too. So that'll be great. So it's been good. Excellent. And with three kids in school, it's probably also pretty hard to keep them healthy, as I have found out. Um, yes. <laughs> it's just, I think there's just a thin layer of boogers in my house right now. Anyways, uh, Eric, how have your holidays been? <laughs> Good, but not enough cookies yet. Um, so waiting for those to really kind of uh, bring it all together. Um, no, it's been good. A lot of uh, piano recitals and uh, church plays and that sort of stuff. So uh, we got decorations abound through the house. Uh, and we got this, got kind of our first big dump of snow, which wasn't too bad. It might be gone in a week, but uh, unless we get that big storm coming in. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going great. Looking forward to cookies. <laughs> but let's not forget about the cookies, though. That's the most important part. Uh, right on. Vint, how, how have your holidays been? Uh, they've been they've been pretty exciting. Um, I, uh, I started a new job, uh, you know, a couple months prior to the holidays, and that's proved uh, with with no small amount of uh, challenges for scheduling and timing and things. And I work with a lot of students, so I too am just constantly like, boy, am I sick or am I just a carrier? Because I don't think the healthy is an option. Uh, <laughs> aside, aside from that, uh, it's been good. Uh, there's been a lot of hobby um, and a lot of just being able to kind of catch up on reading and um, just do a lot of the things I've been kind of putting off lately. And uh the catching up feels good. It's uh, it's been really nice, and not to sound like hobby, 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 but it's really it's really been a lot of that. Um, going through and reading uh, books for for different settings and different things uh, Warhammer related has been awesome, and catching up through the the stack of books and models that I've been kind of putting off. So uh, it feels more like a New Year's all the time, right? I'm uh, I've, I've been building. I think I've put together like 60 Carrick Acolytes in the last 
couple weeks here. I've been cruising through Zangor's left and right uh, to get some Zeech stuff together, and it's just been it's been fun to get back into uh, some hobby for me. So that's been kind of cool. Right on, very cool. Uh, and on my end, as far as the holidays, holidays have been great. I, every year, the kids, they, as they get older, I feel like it becomes more and more of like a larger event. Uh, they're more more present. They're more cognizant of what is going on. And I, you can start to see some of like the traditions like sink in a little bit in the little kiddo eyes. Um, and so because of that, I think every year they get more and more exciting. Um, so we've done a lot of our Christmas traditions already, going to see lights, got the tree, all the decorations are up, et cetera, et cetera. So things are looking, looking good. Um, I'm jealous of those who won't have to travel in the future. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever hit me. Hopefully one day. Um, cause man, what's the point of making a house all cozy? If you got to leave, you got to go, go to somebody else's house. Um, so, uh, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Um, or maybe like a, a, a roasted nut, like on the open fire kind of snow globe. Yeah. Or that too. Um, cool beans. All right. So there, there's the update about everybody's holidays listener. Now you too, uh, know, uh, how our holidays are going and hope your, hope your holidays are going well as well. Yeah. Listener, how's your holidays? We'll, we'll pause for a sec. Oh, yeah? Oh, great. Oh, that's, oh, how frustrating. Well, it'll all work out in the end. Anyways, okay, so uh, next segment, next topic of discussion. Um, I think first we, we probably should look backwards. We should probably uh, reflect. The holidays, the end of the year is a great time for reflection. Um, and uh, I would, this has been a relatively full year in, in our Warhammer hobby. How about, how about we talk about it? How about we t- uh, highlight some of our favorite things? And um, with that, I might start with one of my favorite things, everybody. Get ready for it because here it comes. Uh, one of my favorite segments of all time is putting you all on the spot and ask you uh, to sum up something, oftentimes a, an army, um, uh, in one sentence. But in this case, do you think that you could sum up an entire year in one sentence? I bet you can. I'm sure you can. Classic. Yeah, classic, classic move. Uh, you should have seen it coming. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go backwards this time. Vent. Oh, good. If you could sum, if you could sum up your year, if you could sum up 2022. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, uh, trial by fire. Far. Just yeah, what yeah, I was looking yeah. for. So, uh, so, Aaron, I do have to say, I thought about it when I got this message. I was like, "There's gonna be a sum something up." in one sentence and I, I was trying to scratch my head for what it could be and a whole year that's good i uh, uh so <laughs> let, me pause let, me, let me interrupt i'll give you a second to think about it this is a question this is a question coming from guess who but our buddy kieran um he had a lot of great ones um and so he uh, knows the way to my heart um it was his idea so blame this on him but i mean but also <laughs> Uh, so I've given you sufficient time to think about event some of, some of 2022 in one sentence. Go. Uh, it was a year where we were going through GUR in all the different kinds of games we have, and all of them came out with new and exciting expansions or content. Okay. All right. I like where you're at. Compound sentence. Got him. Sure. Uh, right. Fantastic. Um, you've you've set you've set the bar. Let's see if Eric can. I don't know. Go over it. Go under it. I, I don't know. Are we limboing? Are Limbo, we doing right right sure. through it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, one sentence. I think you might be muted currently. Uh, sum up your year for a me. podcaster walks into a bar. Um, uh, <laughs> ow! Ow! Uh, I'm right in the shins. <laughs> after waiting on the outside of the hobby, 
I stepped back in and got cogs deep in uh, Cities of Sigmar Warband for Warcry and building uh, uh, our league uh, and kicking off another season of Dogs of Warcry. Uh, it's been pretty focused in that way. Sure. That was a long There's, run on sentence. It's probably a semi. I only, only do a run on man. Got to get the <laughs> got to get the anaerobics going. Got to get your steps in, um, your verbal steps in. All right, Paul. Diaphragm use. <laughs> One sentence, sum up 2022, if you can. Uh, traveling, Warhammering, painting, awesome. I don't know. Let's go with that. Okay, cool. Oh, Fair cool. enough. Yeah. Uh, there's some snaps. Um, David, how are you going to follow that one up with a, a summary of your year in one sentence? Uh, it's been pretty much all Underworlds all the time and mostly metastasizing our local scene into something bigger uh, where we started to have uh, regular events traveling in, in mass to Adepticon and uh, really kind of getting totally out of out of uh, the hands of Phil and I, who um, for a long time were the scene, and now it's uh, way beyond us, which is awesome. Ooh, uh, I'm going to see what the transcriptions are going to show. How many com- how many com- comments? Ah, I can't talk. How many commas were necessary for that one? Um, Josh, tell me about your year um, in one sentence in 2022. It's been a great year of events, painting, converting, modeling, and gaming. Oh, it hurts me when you say all that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I kid i kid um excellent what a, what a year it is um good job everybody so listeners if you want to turn off i mean if that's enough for you and it very well might be um go ahead and turn the turn the episode off less, uh no and uh you i'm, I'm gonna do that too <laughs> <laughs> meet, you, meet you up later um, did you find some cookies davy or something yes, i mean because like, eric will come right over <laughs> Maybe he's gonna release the the envelope if you sh- shut off now. That's <laughs> I don't know envelope. All right, excellent. So, um, thank you for indulging me and indulging Ki- indulging Kieran. We will be indulging Kieran again later and again and again probably. Um, but uh, I think. <laughs> Let's talk about maybe some of the. I think we probably have touched on some of your guys in your guys's one sentence summaries, but I do want to hear about what you think your highlight of the year was. If you could pick like a thing, whether it was an event or a model or a release or, so, or something that you were doing maybe over this year that really stood out to you as the the uh, highlight of your year, I'd love to to hear about it. Um, I was listening to the 2019 episode uh, just to catch myself back up and hearing some of the highlights back then really made me, ref- uh, you know, file, not file, smile or reflect uh, finally back on what a relatively good year 2019 was. Maybe one of the last good ones. Um, <laughs> if we can recapture some of that magic here too. I'm sorry, that's a lot of pressure. I shouldn't have said that. Um, all right, let's go back down the horn again. We're just going to zigzag up and down, up and down. Josh. What was the highlight? What was the highlight for you for 2022? Um, uh, you know, there's lots of lots of good things happen this year, but I think I'm going to go with the premier Dogs of War Cry event at Adepticon. I think it put a lot of hard work in, and I think it went off better than I had hoped it would. So that was definitely a highlight. Right on, very cool. Um, I wonder if we're going to get a lot of Adepticon highlights. Oops, spoiler alert! All right, keep going, uh, Davey. What was the what was the standout for you? Twenty twenty two highlight. Tell me about. Funny it. you should mention Adepticon. Uh, <laughs> it was it was not only going down with with a, a substantial team to partic- participate in the uh, uh, Grand Clash there, but from where I was sitting and playing, I could take a pause, kind of look across and see our sister shows they're running running uh events uh just just across the aisle and seeing like the level engagement enthusiasm over there 
was like, man, that's, that's cool. And like, I barely know what they're doing. Like, it's, it's crazy to think what this, that this grew into a thing where, where, you know, Phil and I could bring a team and there'd be events that we're running. And, you know, from, from where it all started, that was kind of a, a wow moment for us. So, uh, that, that, uh, that was the highlight for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely was fun. Uh, I got a guess maybe what Paul's highlight of 2022 is. Hey, Paul, what was the, what was the standout highlight for your year? Uh, it's gotta be Adepticon. I, I mean, I've been doing Adepticon for 12 years, something like that, 13 years now. And just to be able to have Adepticon again after not having it for three years. Um, I had been to a couple of events in between, but Adepticon is what I consider my home convention. So like to have that actually happen again, and especially because like the weeks before I wasn't sure if I was going to get COVID or what was going on. So like to actually be able to step in the door of the Renaissance again and just everything was absolutely amazing. And it was so fun to see all my friends and all that kind of stuff and to run events and et cetera, et cetera. It was just absolutely amazing. So easily my highlight of the year. Right on. Excellent. Uh, Eric, don't feel obligated uh, to follow the trend, but what would you say? What would you say your highlight was? I'm not going to be ostracized. Um, I, so uh, since 2019 pandemic, um, uh, I haven't been in the hobby much. And so I was start, had started a new job that was taking me down to Chicago. And I think it was maybe the night before or earlier that week or something. Um, I think you had messaged me and like, Hey, there's this thing where we're all getting together and it's with games workshop and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, maybe you can make it. And I was like, I wasn't planning on this, but maybe I can make it. And so I was able to come out just for the one night and it was hanging out with all you guys. And like all of us were there and that hadn't happened since, you know, the Sigma, Sigma Nalia cause, um, and whatnot. So it was definitely kind of a signal of like, I got to get back into this, uh, um, uh, and uh, and rejoin the ranks, um, so to say. So uh, it was definitely a Depticon, but I, I had one night, like three hours of hanging out, and it was definitely still the highlight of the year. Yeah, but like how awesome was it to have that picture on the stairs? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think we'd ever had a picture like that before. The closest was the Sigma Nelly. I think we took one picture, and that was it. Yeah, it was just it was amazing. Goofy grin sitting on my couch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose I probably know what the cover of this episode might be then. Vint, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pressure is mounting again. Don't feel obligated, but if you <laughs> no, have to no. pick the highlight of the year, so uh, I, I I got to start being on this like podcast thing. It's pretty neat. Uh, I definitely wanted to keep doing that, uh, but yeah, other than that. It was really cool. The being at the events at Adepticon was awesome, um, but I've had the privilege to go to some of the other events and go to some of Davies' events and go to, you know, just some of the stuff that's happening in the area. Is so cool uh, that the hobby just feels more and more full all the time. Um, partnering with with the the team I play on um, and watching Age of Sigmar just grow and flourish and, and kind of turn a page in a lot of ways. Is, has just been so, so neat and engaging. And I'm just happy to be part of all of it. Um, uh, my role changed as far as how my hobby goes this year and what that meant to me. And it's been revitalizing. So highlights, Adepticon was awesome. I have one of my favorite pictures I've ever been in uh, from Adepticon. Um, of course, of course, Adepticon, right? But um, I, was, I was asked to help uh, Josh with an event and, and it was incredible. I was the worst ringer ever. 
Um, but I had a lot of fun and met a lot of cool people and it just, uh, and anything I touched in this hobby that I was able to do with anybody in the mortal realms was incredible. And I just am happy that it's going to continue to be that because there's no reason it shouldn't. And, uh, that's, we'll, cool. we'll see about, I mean, we'll see about, <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I'm pretty sure I heard, uh, Adepticon and then an event Davey ran one time in the same breath. So like Davey does it pretty pretty big, uh, pretty oh, big ups. Right. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> same footing. Um, I'll 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 wrap it back up and say yeah, no, the Adepticon is the answer to this question. Um, in that yes, that would probably also my highlight. I, I knew it was going to be great going down. Um, and in fact, I, I think I had signed up for twenty. 20 before it got canceled and oh my gosh I, I missed out didn't really know what i'd been missing out on um normally when i go to conventions and things like that i'm often looking forward to going home like i, I i'm there for a few days i'm like all right well this was enough interpersonal connection um it's time to head back to my <laughs> to my room by myself uh and that was one of the first times that i can remember ever like regretting having to leave when i left because i left kind of like on, on a friday so uh that speaks volumes you may or may not realize um that i wanted to stick around and so i'm looking forward to this year as well uh don't have a hotel room but I often don't have a hotel room at this point either, so I'm not worried yet. Um, but I uh, can't wait to to revisit, join back up. And I think the crowd is even going to be a larger turnout. I think there was maybe some tentative tentative turnout uh, this past year. Um, I'll be interested to see what it looks like this year. I'm sure it'll only be larger than it was. So, yeah. uh, super. I just I just want to take a pause and just let Adepticon know that they didn't, uh, you know, raise the hackles, uh, you know, or, you know, make you want to your skin crawl or anything. So that's yeah. pretty great on you, Adepticon. Nice job. Such, such, a, <laughs> such praise um, from, from, from me. Does it any higher than didn't, that? Didn't draw a physical revolsion. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go. Disappointed. <laughs> on my lunch, all in all, a uh, good visit. Um, I mean, that's honestly what happens every time I go south of the border anyway. So. Um, oh, you must <laughs> so, have been a sickly child. As it were. So where my cubs hit. All right, uh, cool beans. What that? What? What? I love that highlight. Um, and I almost feel bad about all the other stuff that were also great about the year that we didn't even really talk about. But it's after that kicked its butt. So mm -hmm. there's that. Uh, very cool. Um, a couple new questions, or maybe one or two of these are new. I can't remember. Um, but so those are that highlight, maybe events or things that really stood out to us. But like we are in a miniatures based hobby. Um, to that end, I would love to know. If you guys had any thoughts on maybe what your favorite mini was, let's 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 bring it down on the micro level. What was your favorite release, like miniature wise, uh, that came out this year? We're shifting gears. Um, we're gonna go back up now. Hey, Vin, did you have a favorite miniature this year? Ooh, Chaos Legionnaires. I was ready this time. Nice, attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought they're really cool. I like Bellicor. Uh That they they're all gird up is pretty neat. Um, they're a box that you build one team and it. it flats out you don't need the two boxes to get a kind of the warcry stuff you're looking for and it's it's just awesome it's a really cool box i've uh i've invested in a few of them there there are many <laughs> hey eric what was your favorite uh, miniature this this year tell me about it man favorite miniature um i was just trying to quick like type and see if there was a year in review recap on like uh, -oh. uh warcom but there was oh, shucks. for miniature of the year but yeah um so i didn't quite get there before this but oh i will say <laughs> I, mean, uh, I can i can skip around i can I skip you and come back to no, you. no 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 it's fine i mean i think um the most exciting i think because it was very relevant to uh war cry and and you know our league etc was the release of the heart of gur and the um, sundered fate boxes um so less about like 
that you know the, the terrain that we've gotten for this, uh, if I may uh, move from miniature terrain. If it's illegal, you can tell me. Um, no, no, you're, but you're <laughs> but the terrain is just uh, <laughs> you know as well as we do. There's no laws on the mortal realms. <laughs> Only guidelines. <laughs> if it pleases the court. Oh God! May I shift to the left? You've earned leniency with your dramatic <laughs> intro. Uh, okay. That you, I, you you can do no wrong. All right, there's my my, my free pass. Uh, so the terrain from uh, the new sets has just I think sparked the imagination. It's given us a very tangible way to to think and feel and and, and um, uh, get into uh, the the lands of Gur um, into the Narwood, which a lot of our settings are in. Uh, so I'll just say the terrain that that we got with this, and then I think we're just going to get spoiled a bit for a lot for for Warcry. So really enjoying that. Yeah, right on. Very cool. Uh, hey, Paul. What do you think your favorite uh, mini was this year? I am gonna have to go with two, um, because I see, see. I broke the rules, and then everyone thinks they break the rules. <laughs> I was gonna break the rules even before this, you broke the rules. This is a society, yeah. okay? Right. Yeah. So uh, the Cato. I have the conch now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Cato miniature, I think, is one of the best miniatures they've ever done, and I love it. And I think it's amazing. And I have one. I haven't painted it yet. Um, but as far as uh, models that i've bought the most i'm gonna have to go with the ash waste nomads uh, from necromunda because those are gorgeous kits and i've already made a 600 point army out of them and i'm making a 2000 point army out of them now um so i I can't say that they weren't my favorite because i've bought the most of them so that's fair (laughs) on the one hand on the one hand, that's fair. On the other hand, boo. <laughs> I messed up the spreadsheet. <laughs> Man, yeah, Paul, uh, that just prompted me to take a look at them right now. They are incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we got them as swag, and I think I gave mine away at Adepticon because I was in a generous mood, but mm-hmm. uh, having regrets all of a sudden. They're very <laughs> we cool. Talk we are. It's it's awesome. Awesome. Very awesome. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Huge fan. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Jamie, what was your what was your favorite mini of the year? So I I, I may catch you unawares here. I'm going to go with the uh, the Lady of Vines, mm. um, and uh, I thought it was I, even just on her own. I don't know. It, it was kind of a cool model, but I just I was so excited to see this uh, character that we heard a lot about way back what six years ago. Uh, at the start of the age of Sigmar and, uh, to be able to, to see that, um, one of those get called back and, and, uh, brought back, uh, as, as a figure was, was super exciting. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, so I, that's, that's what I'll go with. Even though I'm not a big Sylvaneth guy, I think that the model combined with the nostalgia factor was uh, pretty big for me. Very cool. Big Sylvaneth guy feels like Tree Man. That's what a big Sylvaneth guy would be. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Josh, hey, what was your favorite mini of the year? <laughs> uh, I had three in mind myself. Uh, Bent already <laughs> touched on some. Everybody's just you know, pushing uh, the limits, huh? I know, I know. I had this figured out already. Uh, there, there's, you know, all the, a lot of models are awesome. But uh, there were a few that gave me like this massive impression when I first saw them and you know like uh the first set was the new Sylvaneth when they came out because they hadn't really had anything new in a long time and it was just wow well these are awesome you know so all of those you know the Gossamer Archers the the writers and and the Lady of Vines it was I thought that was a a really 
awesome release. Uh, the next set were the Chaos Legionnaires and, and then the, the Jade Obelisk. You know, they all kind of like really like the dynamic poses and their you know, co- compilation together, how they all work together. It just spoke to me. So those are kind of the groups of miniatures that, that caught my eye this past year. Very cool. I got Jade Obelisk dudes right here on my desk, in fact. That's what I'm putting together. Yeah. Uh, I love the dude with the floating the floating obelisk on his back. Anyways, uh, my favorite model this year is probably the new Demon Prince without mm. the terrible face. So the other <laughs> undivided face. So, like, listener, you might be listening to yourself. You think or thinking to yourself, I, I've seen that Demon Prince, and he's ugly. He's an ugly mug. Uh, it's because he's got the wrong face on it. I don't know who decided to use that face on all the promotional materials, right. but guess what? Right. It was a mistake, and they shouldn't have done it. Um, <laughs> the other one is much better, and that makes a very cool model, and so that's probably my favorite one of the year. Felix, you have some opinions, Aaron. You want to tell us how you feel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've gotten, I've, I'm letting loose uh, a little bit these days in my old age. Um, yeah, how long did it take you to decide whether... Your opinions. <laughs> How long did it take you to decide whether the uh, the terrible face or the not terrible face was the one to go with? Uh, well, <laughs> considering that it was on the box, I did pause for a moment, um, uh. but no. Uh, I'm, I'm, the beauty is that, like, if I even if there was not a not terrible face, there's the four god specific faces that are also yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty um, rad, isn't that? Mm. That's great. Okay, so bad face, terrible decision. Four chaos god faces greatest decision they could have made and so i gotta imagine two different people chose that right that, that was not made by the same person um or that person is just a series of extremes i guess i don't know who it would be anyways um <laughs> it's wild a uh, very cool model though um cool did anybody else have any other i, I think some people sort of stretched the boundaries on favorite mini okay. were there other great minis out there that people want to bring up while you have the floor before we completely shift gears again entirely uh i really like the cursling um yeah i thought i thought there was a super cool mm-hmm. idea originally like back when it was is it am i remembering right village was yep. the original cursling yep. that model was okay but it, it was i mean it was great at the time it came out i thought it was super cool but very static and this one just takes that cool idea and gives it more motion and and puts it in plastic which thumbs up uh so that that was uh that was a close second for me yeah. I'll I'll put in for the Hexbane's hunters. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Getting to see which hunters back in the yes. mortal realms and yeah. figure out what they're all about, get some lore on them. Um, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I hope that I hope that goes further. Um, I'm also going to go with the uh, 40k, but only them. because <laughs> only because the Grimnir got him. Got him. comes with a gorgeous female Dwarden head. So I was able to buy that kit and make a female admiral for the KO. Nice. And so it's literally that bit. It's not actually the kit itself. It's just that one bit. Totally awesome. And thank you for that. You can't win me over. I mean, that's not, I see what you're doing, Paul. You're trying to make me feel better about it. It's not working. <laughs> uh, Eric's been pulling 40K into AOS all for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't tell him it's 40K, though. <laughs> he's done what? I tell him it's Nurgle and it's 4DK. And he's like, okay, okay sure. He also carefully doesn't call it conversion. He calls it kit bashing. And Aaron hasn't caught on to that yet. Yeah, yep. <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> it's because Aaron's dumb, isn't it? <laughs> in the last story phase, we learned that Aaron has a converted model in his collection. So, oh, we're all yeah. yeah, upside down shield. Yep. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> listens to my show? <laughs> One step. I just, I just love that Davy was ready with that. There is a harpoon just. just um, for a, a few moments I had forgotten, but thanks for reminding me again. 
not gonna be able to sleep tonight <laughs> we're gonna get a new um, burn miniature video <laughs> yeah just the one though not the army it's just the just one model uh, i like the new chosen i thought those were really classy too mm, and long overdue oh yeah. my goodness yeah. sure absolutely they have absolutely. not been chosen for a while mm-hmm I, I had Kit Bash chosen before this. Now I have the real chosen. They're pretty cool. And not the 40K chosen, just so we're, we're all clear on this. Because, you know, <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I, I haven't been tenured yet, unlike some people with their Ashways <laughs> Nomad. And is my new right hand man. Um, Run extra stuff in. I think the Ogroid. Uh, Theridans are also pretty yeah. great. Honestly, the whole yep. new slaves range yeah, is that's fantastic. Slaves. So, but the ogroids are also particularly great mm-hmm. as well. Um, so, a lot, a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff this year, you guys. Pretty um, good. Speaking of great stuff this year, this is a new question. Um, speaking of favorites, um, we're we're on a, we're on a positive uh, kick right now, and we will continue to do so. In fact, uh, but Kugelfang from the Discord. And by the way, guys, hey. Uh, if this is the first time you listen to a show on the on the Moral Realms channel, you may not know that sometimes we ask listener questions or we answer listener questions. And to get listener questions on the show, this is what you do. You hang out on our Discord channel, which can be found at www.themoralrealms.com slash Discord. And yes, you do hang out there every day. And yes, you do wait for me to ask if there are any questions for uh, the episode. Uh, sometimes it's about the story phase, but sometimes it's about weird shows like this, the one we're doing right now. And so I say, Yeah, super weird. And then I ask you, hey, are there any questions you want to ask? You think to yourself, I sure do. You ask those questions, and then we answer them on the show, just like this. Um, so Kieran asked a question before. Kugelfang is asking a question now. He wants to know what we thought our favorite lore was from this year. That's a new one. I haven't really thought about it before. Mm. Um, so we're Ooh. going back down the other way. Joshua, what was your favorite lore? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think, I mean, there's there's, uh, there's been a lot of really cool stuff changing in the storyline. But uh, I think one of the highlights I had is in the Broken Realms series, um, when uh, Grugni becomes more involved and kind of like faces off against Bellacor on the Cahadran uh, ship, I thought that was pretty sweet. He is he is a strong, uh, strong, forceful fellow. That guy, he has gravitas. That dude for sure. Um, <laughs> hey, David, did you have a favorite lore uh, that you wanted to chat about? Uh, yeah, I, I. I don't know if this is permissible, but as we've already oh, established, there's no not. rules. But uh, <laughs> uh, Arcanaut's Oath, the um, mm. I really enjoyed that book. Um, yeah. book. I'm just going to say, I, I want to highlight the fact how strongly I stress that you read the book as if it was took some insight to know that you would like it. It was one of the most <laughs> obvious things in the world that you're going to like it. Uh, so yeah. we would never mention yeah, but, probably would guess that you like would like it. So there's that. But I had said I liked it. So therefore, Davey had to be very suspicious. Yeah, well, gosh, there were there were two books in a row because it was uh, Kragnos and that uh, that you liked that I also liked. And I was like, I don't know what to believe anymore. Down <laughs> uh, black is white. But uh, it's it's been what I've been hoping for for a long time, which was kind of a deeper dive into what it, you know, like Caradron overloads have popped up a lot of times, but a lot of times they are like, we're here to provide a ship for this other group of people to fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and this uh this was a deeper dive and it had some of that uh has some of that uh who's your favorite guy? Why am I forgetting Hamilcar? Aaron. Has some of that Hamilcar vibe, <laughs> a braggadocious uh protagonist. Uh and it was it was just fun. So uh that I think might have been the the piece of lore, piece of background that I enjoyed the most this year. You wanna hear something crazy? I do. Uh, 
So yeah. my son has to read for school. Oh He's read my every God. Letter. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I handed him Arkanaut's oath and he's read through half of it in two days. And he gave me one of the best quotes I've ever heard. He was like, yeah, dad, I got to the point where uh, one of the characters died in the book. And I'm like, oh, yeah. What, what did you think? He's like, oh, well, it's not an Age of Sigmar model unless some of the characters die. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, okay. All right. I'm, I'm good at this. So. Right on. That, that tracks. That makes sense. Hey, Paul, since you've got the mic, I'd love to hear what your favorite bit of lore was from uh, the old past year. I love the Thandia book um, for multiple reasons. Number one, because like it had a ton of Path of Story stuff in it, and that's awesome. Um, and then number two, I love just like kind of the deep dive into the continent itself. I love the not necessarily following a story. We're just going to kind of explore and see what's going on in this area. But number three, ironically, twist it the opposite way. I love the story that was in Thandia because... It was the first time that I can recall when they took a box set, namely um, the box set starter for 3.0, and continued the story that was in that box set in another publication for GW. And so if you bought Dominion, Thandia continues the story of Dominion with the two characters from Dominion, and they continue to move forward through Gur. And I just thought that was super cool that they actually like tapped into their own lore and didn't be like, oh, we made the book. You read it. We're done with it now. Oh, actually, we're going to move this forward. And then they keep perpetuating the story. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Um, more on that in a little bit. Sneak preview. Um, hey, Eric, what was your uh, what was your favorite lore? So I have this fanfic. Um, just kidding. I don't have a fanfic. <laughs> I, got um, I don't believe you. Out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess uh, just sidestepping again, I think it's the setting of um, – the Narwood. Um, and some of it has to do with just having a new location that, ha- it feels, I guess, you know, they've tied it back to history and, you know, a long time ago, a ship crashed in the woods and, uh, nobody heard it scream. Uh, and so, um, just having fun with that. And, and then kind of a side of that, not joking, joking aside is, um, our, our league, um, a number of our members are all engaging in kind of creating lore for their own games and stuff. So, uh, set in the Narwood. So I've just really been enjoying kind of the personal side of the lore uh, within our group. So, yeah. Hey, even lore me up. What was your, uh, yeah. what was your fave uh, lore this year? You know, uh, the thing that I've been getting a lot out of is been when I go through the codices or the, sorry, battle tomes, um, there goes my mm-hmm. points. Uh, when I go through the battle tomes, uh, I, I find that they are tying the stories back in together so if you mm-hmm. miss parts of the Broken Realms or you miss parts of these things, they're all in it together. Um, and they've the perspective they've been writing the battle tones from uh, is just fun. And, and I think that as far as the lore goes, that tying up of things and the perspective switch uh, gives me a lot of like inspiration for like when I'm playing a game, I can, you know, tamp my flag and be like oh yes yeah your god is real for sure sigmar yeah, oh, yeah. but uh when was the last time he gave you mutant arms hmm? 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 giant tentacle <laughs> monsters anybody no oh that's ours uh and it's just kind of uh kind of cool to have those perspectives um you know the the line in the disciples is each book where it says there's only but one master in all of the spiral crux and i was like oh yes <laughs> like plant that multi tentacle flag right in the ground, um, 
And then I'm looking forward to actually the next book. I just picked it up. It's Conquest Unbound, and I'm really excited to read that uh, to kind of catch up. Um, I mm-hmm. know Thunderstrike, I think, came out last year, and the Broken Realms books, I think, came out last year as well, but I'm not sure. Um, so so I just like, those were amazing, and reading through those was super cool. The Thondia book, to Paul's point, also great. Uh, but going through the battle tomes and just kind of catching up with factions uh, that I normally wouldn't have caught up with, right? Like, I might have missed all of, I mean, you can't miss Lady O, uh, Lady Olander, uh, kicking in teeth all the way through the, the Mortal Realm or Broken Realm series. But, you know, if you want to read what the rest of her crew is doing, it's in the Nighthawk book. And that's really neat, too. Um, you know, the, the advent of the Cruel Boys and what that's meant for the, the realms and, and Kragnos and seeing, you know, the ripples of what happens uh, with Kragnos's rise through the rest of the battle tomes and how they feel about it, how they react to it. It's been pretty, really, like, really interesting. Um, so just kind of seeing the culmination of it. I don't know if that's an answer, but that's that is the answer I got. It, that is uh, an answer, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny if you can't see my dramatic eye roll. Um, no, I agree. Uh, I think, man, I wanted to come up with a new answer, but I think I'm probably going to steal two of the previous answers, which is to say Arcanaut's Oath, great black library story and probably my favorite that i've read this year kragnos being a close second um but my actual favorite lore i think was probably the thandia book like paul uh said um i think my favorite things that gw puts out in the age of sigmar are those like the campaign books so like think broken realms think um whenever a new edition comes out those big box sets like those real big tentpole event based stuff like i like them in my comic books i like them in my warhammer and uh thani is probably the closest thing that we got this year to it it didn't exactly live up to it but it was pretty darn close um and like paul said it was a continuation of some story which was fantastic and also i'd like that it was uh forward forward looking i guess on the beastment side of things and that it you know really highlights i think morger morger um morger that's funny um Mm -hmm. the idea being that like there's something probably something going to be happening there and i love when they give hints and tease like future events and it really seems like there's that was like one of the only things that they released this year that really teased to some like one like larger overarching like thing that might be coming i I guess the duarden stuff notwithstanding um and if the Beastmen book is coming out soon, which it sounds like it is. Um, like maybe there'll be some continuation there. So all in all, that is probably my favorite because those are my type, my favorite types of uh, releases that they put out. That's my jam. So there we go. Uh, other lore worth highlighting that we missed that you guys want to talk about. You're right. We covered it. Good job. Um, speaking of, I guess, Gur, I feel like that's permeated a lot of our answers because guess what? Gur has really been the name of the game um, for this past year. Darth, Darth Alec had asked us a question, and I thought it was a good one because we have so many cross-game folks, essentially cross-setting folks, uh, on the show tonight. Um, but Darth Alec wanted to know what our favorite Gur coverage across the three main Age of Sigmar properties, across Warcry, Underworlds, and Age of Sigmar. What was our favorite Gur coverage, and why did oh. your game do it better? Oh, uh, so okay that's that's mean though you know yeah so quick addendum here davy i'm sorry if i'm stealing any thunder but uh there was this whole thing that happened in ulgu this year am i right and that was super cool and like it was fun lore it was fun stuff harrow deep was a good book Um, more like (laughs) ulgu 
Boo this man. More, more like old cool. Am I right? Am I right? There we um, go. Now we go. How, how about uh, New Realm? Old goose this. <laughs> old who's this? There we go. Old who's this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> mine is the best, she says. All right. Uh, no, I think, I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff that happened in GUR for Warcry because the whole edition has taken place there now. Um, and it hasn't really like wandered away, and I think that's pretty awesome. But but I feel like Underworlds is like we just went back to Ger. We were there for like a whole like season already. We <laughs> did this whole thing, and now we're back in Ger. So I, I yeah. feel like you know they they get the been there done that T shirt. We yeah we're there that's for so a couple of years. Yeah yeah they came back. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's back. Uh, Eric, did you have a, an affinity to any of? I, I I already know the answer, but uh, an affinity to any version of of Gur in, over the past year? Um, yeah, I mean, it, um, I really, I mean, obviously, we visited there a little bit with um, with Thondia and Kragnos and that sort of stuff, and so we got a little bit. Um, but yeah, more partial to uh, the deep dive into the Gnarlwood. I don't, I haven't read enough of the Underworlds. Um, kind of cards and lore and, and stuff that's come on to know if, um, you know, what, what more to add there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've just really enjoyed, um, I kind of hope maybe this is something for the next thing, but yeah, I, I've just really enjoyed uh, the little snippets as we've got new war bands for war cry and how these uh, war bands are surviving and thriving in the gnarlwood and, um, kind of what their role is in it. It's really kind of building up the space as a nexus of, of, uh, Battle and war and destruction. Oh, very cool, Paul. Did you have a, a preference to uh, the Gurish representation this past year? Uh, I would definitely go with AOS because not only have we gotten the battle tomes, not only have we gotten Fondia, not only have we gotten the battles, uh, the, the general's handbook, but we've also gotten a lot of flashpoints and White Dwarf uh, set in Gur as well. So we've just got a bunch of stuff for aos and then of course the novels as well tend to focus more on the aos characters than on the other ones in general um not as a rule but um there's just been so much that they have talked about gur and the different places in gur um this year in all the different publications this has been fantastic um white dwarf has been putting out so many different little articles on different little armies and how they're situated for each of the specific places that they are in Gur and in Rondel and in Flandia. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah, those flashpoints are pretty cool. After me. Uh, I don't, I should really read them. I have them. They're sitting right there. They're calling to me from a distance, but I don't ever get into them. David, hey, what, what, uh, what, what about Gur this year uh, drew you to it? What were some of your highlights? What do you like so, about Gur? I will say I really like that uh, AOS is doing this thing with the General's Handbook where they say, like, this is the area that we're going to be in, like, the background's going to focus on this. And so, uh, you know, we have these rules for playing in here. Like, it, I love the, I love how it brings the progression of the storyline or where the uh, fiction is focusing into your games when you play. Like, I, I, I like that innovation. Um, as far as uh, format, I really like the, uh, I really like the kind of emergent and like piece it together storytelling of Underworlds where you're like, here's a little blurb in the book, but now like read these different cards and maybe it's a card you haven't looked at in a while. And you're like, oh my gosh, like that tells me a little bit more about what it is to be uh, one of the war bands in this, one of the war bands in this area. 
uh, or operating here, you know, underneath the Gnarlwood, which is where, uh, where the Underworlds thing is happening. Uh, but as far as like a cohesive thing and telling us something about Gur, I would say, you know, I, I really like what uh, Warcry put out. Um, and I, I like that there is an arc that it's heading towards where, okay, like there's this crash Seraphon, uh, Starship City. And uh, I like that you, you know, we're going to head there, presumably, uh, and that they've uh, tried to tie it together across different places. Like if you look at Underworlds, the objective markers in Underworlds, they're all Seraphon fragments and artifacts and all that sort of thing and so uh i like i like this uh cross-platform storytelling that's a real fun thing that they uh are leaning into now so that's that's pretty rad yeah that's convergence of the story into into one place that's kind of nice because when we you know cross paths after playing our own separate games we can all say uh gnarlwood am i right and uh, everybody knows you're talking about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you take a sip or whatever you're drinking Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm uh josh hey what'd you think uh girl what stood out to you yeah no i think um you know i, I think paul's right that the aos portion with the thondia book and, and all the white dwarf support has really flushed out the area um in a more substantial way than we had before um and, and we kind of ran our dogs of war cry event at adepticon in excelsis kind of just like okay you know there's some some cragnos has been here we're going to tell the story here and then then all this kind of followed after that so that, that's been kind of fun too it's like oh we kind of spearheaded this journey of war cry into gur and then you know then we got the second edition with the gnarlwood and everything else it's been kind of expanding that particular flavor it's been fun yeah, right on. Um, although I was bummed out that Warcry left the eight points because I still feel like there's a lot to do there. Um, I still yep, yep. think the Norwood has ended up being pretty cool, and I like the sort of the um, like the consistent like re- I'm talking about the the terrain that Eric was chatting about before, like seeing that consistent release sort of like three D three D contextualizes like this this force that we're reading so much about, which is fantastic. Uh, and then to reiterate what David was saying, like the idea that this is this. I don't know, or Josh said maybe the cross convergence of all these different like systems really uh, contextualizes and sort of uh, deepens the understanding of like a very small region and like it gives you different. It makes it very multifaceted seeing it from like the three different game systems, which is uh, super neat. Like it's this three dimensional aspect that we don't really often get a lot of, right? Um, and so if they continue to do this, right, if this is a trend that they start doing well, and this leads into a question after this, but if they start to do like really deep dives into these different settings and like what is ends up being these infinite realms. I think that'll be cool to like really ground a lot of the stuff that we see from a setting perspective, which I'm, I'm really stoked about. Um, in terms of just favorite, I, I will, I will defect from my age of Sigmar side of things and say, I think the Warcry side probably did it best. Um, uh, because there's very little Kragnos involvement, uh, on the Warcry side. And I feel like I've talked about how, how I feel about Kragnos. Uh, and, the Underworlds, although very cool, I think we said before, uh, we, we, we were at Gur before. We don't need to come back. Um, and so uh, I look forward to going to a brand new place for everybody involved so that we can all um, have a, a, a clean slate to build from, which I'm excited to see more from. Uh, cool. Other Gurish thoughts. Keep them clean. Um, <laughs> well, I, it was going to be clean until you told me to keep it clean now. <laughs> Don't like being told what to do. Uh, right on. Um, this is these are there is no segues to any of these questions. If I were a better podcaster, I would transition much more cleanly than I am about to do. But Kieran, guess who's back? Back again. Kieran's back. 
uh, tell a friend. Uh, he had another great question I want to chat about here if we're going to be reflecting on this past year, which we're doing currently. Um, and he asks, uh, what episode are you most proud of being part of this year from any applicable Mortal, Mortal Realms shows. So we're leaving the lore. We're leaving, honestly, the game a little bit. Let's talk about us as podcasters. We're not talking about us enough, frankly. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, we're, they're sorely lacking. The us is sorely lacking in this. And so um, let's talk about ourselves. Let's talk about some of the favorite uh, episodes or like things that we've put out this year that you guys want to brag about a little bit. And Josh, tell me about the favorite thing you did as a content creator this year. Um, that's, it's a tough one. Uh, we've had some fun episodes. They're all so good. I think the one I'll mention is, is the longest I think that we've had was on the, the narrative play for uh, Into the Gnarlwood. And it was like a three, three hour edited episode. Uh, but it seems to be very popular. It's like our highest oh hitting my numbers. God. Yeah, man, it was over like four hours and that editing that beast. Oh my God. But, but uh, it was fun. We, you know, we, we, we all, you know, it was Vint, Eric and myself and we, we all enjoyed the topic a lot and we had a lot to say, but yeah, it was a beast to edit, but, uh, but, but it seems to have been a, a big hit. Yeah. We got done. We were all surprised. We're like, wait a minute. What did we just do? <laughs> right. It's almost midnight. <laughs> well, and, it was it was funny too because we got we got through the end and I was like I'm still new enough at this I was like ah you know Josh will edit a bunch of this out it'll only be like two hours still and then I saw it get posted I was like oh oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, right on um, cool so hey listeners if you haven't checked it out already and let's be honest I'm sure you have uh, go go check out the uh, narrative in the Gnarlwood episode I think you said. Um, Dogs of Warcraft. Correct. Correct. Scope it out. Hey, David, what's the favorite favorite, uh, favorite episode that you put out or, you know, something like that? Well, so as, as listeners will know that listen to the Mortal Realms, uh, I am more of a listener to the story phase than I am a contributor at this point, except for the Pocket Realms. And I have really been enjoying those. Uh, it, it goes... Uh, frequently said that sometimes I think some of the best fiction that they can do is in their short stories. Um, and I believe that holds true. Uh, and I really enjoy doing those pack realms, uh, with you on, on, uh, on this. So, uh, I will say that. And then I will say for what the heck's, uh, we just, uh, maybe it's a recency bias or maybe it's not, but our, our 92nd episode. So, uh, we've got 93 out. This was actually the year we caught up and passed the uh, main cast for um, total total uh, number of episodes. Not put a competition. Out. I mean, you, well, can just, you can just say really past Aaron. You can just say past Aaron. <laughs> uh, but we did uh, one about running your own league uh, and kind of growing and building your community. And that was uh, spearheaded by some of our, our new members of the What the Hex team, uh, Skylar in particular, but Skylar, Brian, and Josh came on. And the enthusiasm, energy... And, uh, you know, willingness to go the extra mile for, for community uh, is something that those guys brought to that episode. So I, all I had to do was just kind of, you know, point the virtual mic in the direction of uh, the right person at the right time. And they uh, were able to put something that I, I it, it's not one of those topics that is going to pull in, you know, like we'll, we'll get more listeners. I'm not a big numbers guy, but I do know that we get more listeners like when there is a new release or especially like a new season like that that'll spike things uh this is the kind of episode that that may have lower listener numbers but it's a it's 
the kind of episode that I'm proud of because the people that it helps, it'll really help, you know, like it'll, it'll help them grow their community and it'll help grow the game. Uh, a game that I, I love really enjoy playing. Uh, and so that, for that reason, I, I'd pick uh, what the heck's 92 in a league of your own as uh, maybe, maybe the favorite thing that I, I put together. And by put together, I mean, I, told Skylar to plan. <laughs> uh, it was, it was a, it was a freaking nightmare to edit, but, uh, I, I got there. So, uh, and it, it was only because they had, they had such an energy, uh, that they were talking over each other and laughing. And, uh, there was just, there was, uh, there was chaos that had to like get toned down a little bit. Um, but, uh, that's, that's the kind of work that's fine to put off. I'm going to see who else can I cut off? Who, who, who else wants to like try and make a comment? And I can try, uh, jump in. We're trying to cut you off. No, no, uh, no. And all no. I was going to say is, uh, don't they know that podcasting is a very serious business? There's no room for fun. Um, yeah. It was really important that I got that joke out. It was I was going to say, just pile on and say that there is that energy in there, but also like the type of game, uh, play and community you guys are promoting is also really important. Um, and, uh, just really proud that you guys have created such a scene here locally. And, um, it's cool, uh, just hearing that kind of go out and hopefully other people pick up on that and, and follow along. Yeah. His was a nicer interrupt than mine was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, and then furthermore, uh, Davey message received about the pocket realms. I get it. I'll schedule another one. <laughs> Very loud and clear. Um, all right. Hey, Paul, what was, uh, what was your favorite episode uh, this year that you want to chat about? Uh, I, I am really proud of the path of story bonus where we did the seasons of Orthlandia. Like that was a super fun episode to do. But it was also super exciting because I, I just didn't see anybody else really care about it because we only did the path to glory stuff. And and to me, like that's exactly what the book was for. And so it was something that we did that I just didn't see anybody else really get into or discuss that much. And so I, I, I was very happy to be able to do that with Will. Um, and so I'd probably say that that's the episode that I'm most proud of last year. So. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was fun. Yeah, very cool. Hey, Eric, what was uh, what was your fave episode of the year? Uh, Dogs of War Cry season five, episode one, kicking off another season. Um, I guess it was, for me, it was just uh, getting to get back in the seat, um, kick off the year, or the season, and uh, just looking forward to you know eight episodes, eight and a half episodes, um, you know, in our regular season and. Yeah, uh, and so that had l- maybe less to do with the content of it, and more to do just uh, I don't know, feeling like uh, the world is right again. Yeah, exactly. Sure feels like it. Uh, very cool. Hey, Vin, uh, you've been on a couple uh, episodes this year. What was uh, what was your favorite? Uh, it was really cool just to join the team this year. Uh, when uh, I got the call that I got to do a story phase, that was pretty exciting. This was uh, the first podcast ever I had listened to was uh, in the Mortal Realms. Oh, and so, yeah. And so it was really, it was really kind of, uh, it, it felt like a really big deal that uh, when Josh asked if I would join the Mortal Realms uh, through the Dogs of Warcry, and then I got to be on a story phase for both uh, the Slaves of Darkness and Disciples of Zeech, which are my two biggest armies, I just, it was awesome. It's hard to find one specific, but uh, being on the story phase was super cool, and then being... Parts of the Dogs of War Cry has just been outstanding. 
Yeah, know. we told Vince it was maybe like five years before he could be on the story phase, but Aaron just went right over us. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there was supposed to be some kind of a, a preliminary wait list, I guess. But no initiation's coming. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, your time <laughs> differently at different places in the realm. Yeah, so, yeah. Good, good help. Good everyone. Uh, it's it's good that you said that because I had all queued up the uh, hey everyone on this show. You've all been on the story phase this year. Any anyone anyone at all? Um, but. Uh, <laughs> ironically enough well first of all Vent, glad to have you on those episodes of the story phase but uh ironically enough we did some good story phases for sure but i would say my favorite episode that we did is probably the soulbound game that we did with uh mr oh, yeah. mephisto and elaine over on mephisto i mean it wasn't specifically on the moral realm so i feel like we were the majority of those present um but it was just so different than what we normally do um in mm-hmm. that uh it really stood out to me and um we got to sort of collaborate with Mephisto. Um, obviously have Elaine from Cubicle 7 running the game with us, which is so, uh, I mean, fantastic. Um, I had just tons of fun um, and to actually have it like recorded. And so people can go see how much fun we were having really um, jumps out in the end. To some degree, really got the really got the bug in there. I hope I could we can do more stuff like that uh, going forward. I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. I'd never done anything like it before. Um, and knowing that it could go as well as it did, and maybe even better, like right, like now that we have one under our belt, um, really uh, has lit, lit a fire in me to some degree. And now, of course, don't hold me to that, listener. You may never see me on a Soulbound show again, uh, and through no fault of my own. <laughs> but trust me when I say I would love to do more of it. And I hope that 2023 brings more opportunity. So, fingers crossed. Um, and then, yes. Uh, story phase is pretty cool too, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it's lost a little bit of it. It's lost her, right? Am I well, right? We're tra- right? Well, if we're being honest, you know. We'll talk more about that later. Um, I mean, not that specifically. Um, just generally, is, what is the story? Well, I don't know. Okay, moving on. Get out. Um, before we, we do the, the final like cap of review, the final recap question that I want to ask, do you guys have elder uh, reflection type things you want to chat about about the year of 2022 um, before, we, before we close it out. Not the episode, just this segment. I was just going to mention that uh, this past year really felt like, it kind of starting at the end of last year too, but Games Workshop has really channeled and moved the the story the you know of the world building of the AOS quite a bit and it's been a lot of fun to see and, and be part of that they're starting to do some of that with 40k it looks like but um but it, it feels good that we've always been part of that evolving story and we've had that going along and, and this kind of seeing these different weaves converging into one place and del- delving into Gur. It's, it's been kind of a, a really fun year from you know model lore perspective well, Josh, know it, whether you knew it or not, that essentially is the is the the final question that guess who Kieran asked us, and he was he's kind of long winded, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But the gist was is that he wanted to know what our what our thoughts were about the state of, I guess you could say the setting or like the Age of Sigmar as a whole, as a, as a, as like a, a broad concept across all of their games. What do we have any thoughts uh, as we ref, as we reflect over the years about the, about the state of the setting, the games, the systems? Um, kind of basically, can we echo what Josh just said? He had a really good answer to that question, I think. So, um, Josh, do you have other thoughts that you want to add, or should we keep going down the line? Um, yeah, no, I think I summed up what I wanted to say, so I'll let, let other people add to it. Yeah, it was good. Pretty impression. Um, all right, David, what do you think, just sort of broadly, uh, about the state of the game or games, um, and uh, where we've come from? Well, 
you know, if you take the long view where Eric and I and Mal for a short time were on board way back, you know, at the start, it was like, we don't know if the, if, you know, Warhammer in a fantasy style setting is dead or not. Like we think it's cool and exciting, but I don't know if another, enough other people will. And it's, it's big now. Right. Like, and I, I've, uh, obviously splintered off, you know, people have splintered off into, but the thing is like, there are games that are splintered off from age of Sigmar, like underworlds exists, Warcry exists. And like, that's a sign that the, the setting is doing well if it can support these other, you know, types of games. So, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see, you know, I was just thinking about the way the, uh, the storytelling works with this game. It's pretty incredible that, uh, you know, where, where we're at, where you can have this, uh, idea of, you know, a, a setting, a game where, uh, you can, uh, you can find like, I, it's just expanded so much. You know, I, I, I was, I was thinking about the, the books and the fiction that I've read in it. Uh, and it's like the stories you can tell are as small or as big as you can imagine them being. Um, and, uh, I love that there's a lot of places that they can head to. So, um, big, big fan, real optimistic, I would say. Yeah, I'll I'll say I, again. I think that same the sign of things that things are healthy is that it can branch so much that it can um, stretch and be what it needs to be for different types of players. That they can have games that are super crunchy, some that are super narrative and uh, care less about balance. And and you've got um, new cool models coming out, and they can you know one off a hero or you know bring out a a, a, a new. Um, unit for an army or you know i think we all drool over the underworld's warbands that come out and feel real bespoke and and cool um and we you know we hope that that continues and that 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 just keeps getting new and different um uh and i mean i think it shows too and you know we started with a lore podcast because that seemed like the thing people needed to connect to um but as it's all spread out like we've spread out so um, obviously I think we are the bellwether, right? Uh, but it's healthy. It's good. No, they, they, they still need lore. You guys it's, <laughs> don't leave me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all floors, lore fools. Don't worry. <laughs> we're all lawyers. I, oh, oh, I do. Worry. Yikes. Uh, Hey, Hey Paul, with that, uh, you gotta keep, keep it rolling. What do you, what do you think about the state of, of things? Um, I think it's going great at the moment. Um, we've gotten so many battle tomes um, released, which for me means that we have so many Paths to Glories released, um, which is fantastic. I, I think they're one of the super cool things that really give a lot of character to the armies where, you know, like the Fire Slayers will have their Path to Glory focusing on Urgold, right? Um, and it just it, it's super cool to have all this detail and all this narrative packed in um and as i said we're starting to see these callbacks um when we did the fondia book there's the callback to dominion but then when we're doing the warriors of chaos the uh, slaves to darkness battle tome review there were callbacks to all these other story threads and one of the things that was a little bit hard was 
we had a gap there where we didn't have any black library stuff coming out really um, for a while. And then now this year, like it, it's been hard to keep up. <laughs> like, I'm, I think I'm a couple books behind and I've been able to read everything up to this point. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got to, I've got to catch up on a couple books to like kind of keep current to what's going on. Um, and then again, like I can't understate how awesome it is to have white dwarf putting content that really expands upon the realms, expands upon the games. Um, the last white dwarf, they literally put a path to glory campaign in the white dwarf that continued the story from, um, the last box set, the Lumineth versus the Zinch. So if you like those characters and you like that story, well, go and buy the latest white dwarf and their story continues. Uh, so it, I, I love that they seem to understand how to communicate between all the different departments and make everything work super well at this point. So there's a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of fun things to look at. So it's awesome. Uh, Vince, uh, tell me, tell me about your take on the, the state of things. Um, I, I like what everybody's been saying. It's a good framework. I am excited to uh, indulge in some of the other realms. And I think one of the cool things with that is that like you see it, you can kind of follow it through Underworlds and the different, the different realms that they go to. It sets a new scene and it sets a new thing. I mean, uh, I've been playing a little Soulbound myself. It's pretty cool uh, to be able to kind of like think about the different realms and the different places you can go. Um as like almost a visitor in the realms, like what would it be like? And it, it gives you a lot of scope when you have, you know, you're playing your Age of Sigmar game with your, you know, 30 ogres or 40 ogres on the table or, you know, 200 clan rats, like what that would actually look like or in the case of, you know, Nurgle smell like. Uh, and have, having a good beat on that and still seeing things like in the Thondia book of different monsters and different things that could come out, uh, even as models. Um, as far as the games go, I think the rules, as far as they're getting, are, are cleaner. And I know we, we talk a lot about the lore. Just one of the things that I liked about the Slaves to Darkness book was that it felt Slaves to Darknessy, right? It, it felt like chaos. And the, the feel of the rules mirroring the lore closer and closer all the time uh, yeah. just makes more for an engaging and inspired uh, experience, regardless of what game system you're playing them in. Right. I, I love that because that's that's what you want. Like you, we're playing this game because of the cool models. We're playing this game because of the cool lore. And when when those things can kind of like coalesce into something on the table, right? That it pulls those pieces together and it pulls players together that like are there for different reasons uh, and and helps them enjoy it together. If if they can all kind of bind together in a in a cohesive whole, and I feel like they're they're getting better and better at that. I, I really I really love that you. Uh, landed on that as uh as something to highlight yeah and it this yeah just the books the books in general line up so well uh, and they they feel that way and it just the feel of the game is important especially when you're a new hobbyist too uh, and i think that's another part of it is i feel the the hobby itself and the the game systems themselves as well as the lore has become so much more palatable uh, for the person that hasn't read 37,000 books of, of backstory, they can jump in right now and pick up Dominion or Thunderstrike and be right on the same page as us um, and jump into the Warhammer horror that takes place in um, uh, in the, the Mortal Realms. You've got so many good outlets to find your way here uh, to the Mortal Realms where you're going to have a great experience because it's built that way. Um, and that's just really cool 
So I can't help but look forward to where it's going. Right on. Um, you, you touched on something I was going to bring up in that it's sort of the, the diversification of like experiences to some degree in that looking back on 2022, what I call it the most exciting year for like Age of Sigma or the types of thing, the types of releases and things that I'm most interested, probably not like there have been more exciting years in Age of Sigma. Sure. However, the benefit these days is there's so many, I don't know, other opportunities to dive into different aspects of what, like, the entire setting as a whole, right? So although, the you know, Age of Sigmar Prime hasn't been the most exciting year, it's been an exciting year for Warcry. Uh, I mean, Underworld is still a consistent churn of exciting things that come out, right? These unique warbands and unique settings and things of that nature. And so, like, even if you Age of Sigmar needs to take a breather for a hot second, which I feel like 2022 kind of felt like to some, to some degree much of it, you can take a breather there and still dive into any number of other interesting things, um, because they have the other these, I mean, all these other game systems, um, other avenues, other outlets. I mean, Soulbound had so much stuff coming out as well. Um, so it allows you to sort of jump around and um, spend time in different places with different settings, different. I mean, I'd say rule sets as if I played things, um, but it, <laughs> it, uh, it never keeps you in one place for long, which is which is great. And I and I know whether next year or the year before, after or the year after that, there are going to be these big groundbreaking like ma- macro events at the Age of Sigmar that I can return to them. I'm looking forward to coming back up. So I know you can sort of trust that there will be ebbs and flows, but everything has these ebbs and flows and you can ride the ebbs or flows. I guess, no, flows are the good ones, um, uh, <laughs> depending on, you know, where your attention is. So I think that's, um, definitely pretty exciting. Um, I, one other thing I was going to say is, uh, that when people ask me, uh, who don't really know Warhammer asked me about my podcast, first of all, I lie to them and say, I don't have a podcast. Where did you hear that? I heard that <laughs> uh, I do a podcast. You and then, slap that out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, inevitably it's my wife. Uh, and we have to, I have to talk to her again. And I have to say, sweetie, we talked about this. This is not. This doesn't come out. Um, but it it's interesting to me that the community that we sort of at the Mortal Realms or just broadly uh, the, the Age of Sigmar community is so large, large enough to like um, have the community that we've developed based off of the, the 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 interests that I have in the Age of Sigmar, which is like lore and narrative. I found so many like minded people who are into a fraction of a game system that is the younger brother of a much larger, interesting, more involved game system that is tabletop wargaming. Like it's a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche. And yet we still have the volume of people to like always like chat about or chat with um, and discuss this. So like when I think about the state of Warhammer, um, we're as to some degree as niche as as it gets. And yet uh, there's such a a volume of people and of great like diversity of opinions and thoughts and, and like, hobby involvement and things of that nature and so because of that i think the state of warhammer looks great because of the fans of warhammer um and the fact that we can keep we keep doing this and still have a community to like reach out to and to be reached out to um i think speaks volumes uh, about that yeah you know the the age of sigmar setting as a as a whole other final reflection thoughts about that or other topics that you guys want to talk about before we start looking forwards a little bit um, one of the things I like is that all the systems are in the same place now. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's it. I love that we're all in the Norwood. We're all in Gur. We're all, yeah, that's cool. It does introduce sort of like common language across all the different games that we can all speak to. I'm sure what you guys well, are saying before, like Norwood. Yeah. Huh? I mean, I, I think back to, uh, close your ears, Aaron, but I think back to my 40 K days and <laughs> you would have this idea of like, doing a game that like spanned across Battlefleet Gothic and spanned across uh, Warhammer 40K and Epic. And like, I'm going to put all these things together and have a 
like in the same setting and like that is available to you now like there you could try to set up and maybe maybe we do at some point like some cross-platform thing where you have like hey there's some underworlds games going on for like the smallest scale stuff but it has this impact on the other games and then this is what's happening in Warcry, and then this is what's happening in Age of Sigmar or whatever. Like, yeah, the path to that, glory, then the bigger, yeah, path to glory. Sure, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so you, you have like this way where you are playing different games, so you could bring those communities together because they have something that's tying them together. And I think that's a that's a pretty clever. I mean, clever is clever is almost like too clinical or cynical of a. Um, way of talking about it but like uh it is is a really cool unifying mm, yep. uh element i was thinking uniting like uh, yeah 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 we're all under the same banner and that uh it kind of means that even because it could it could go we're like oh you play underworlds we play Warcry, um you know and that's a divide but putting us all in the same setting and just giving us like similar you know notes uh, sure. play off of yeah like um, if if i pull somebody from your Warcry league over to try out a game uh of underworlds and they see that like hey you're in like there's the boards that we're playing on have these nasty gnarl oaks on them and like all the feature tokens have again like i was just talking about like a, we're fighting over lost seraphon artifacts like that's a thing we're like oh yeah all right cool i can i can attach my previous experience to that and and vice versa you know like Guys, guys that are playing Underworlds who may not even know that they're fighting over Seraphon artifacts. If they're if they're doing that, if they go try out Warcry, they're like whoa, like why does this terrain all look like, you know, the boards that I play in Underworlds? Like that right. that is a great way to like uh, mutually build community. And here's here's my fear: we love it so much that they'll never do it again. <laughs> uh, it's really good integrative storytelling though so hopefully they'll continue yeah. it in some aspect so i've got a question for the class then too uh with this i mean we have people that do age of sigmar on this podcast and we have people who do underworlds and we have people who do Warcry. i think I'm, I'm in like lots of narrative focus here i feel like we could actually set up an event at some point where we do just this thing um we should definitely- not it so what i was thinking was that i would set up an event (laughs) sweet who who better who better than the moral realms nobody else can do it i'm sorry i'm sure i'm sure plenty of people can do it no anyone try system four day um a narrative uh grand tournament (laughs) let's do it you put it out in the universe. A lot of things. Not scared. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, I think we're kind of talking to the future. We're kind of looking to the future now all of a sudden. Hey, what a good segue, everybody. It's like you did this on purpose. Uh, so um, natural. Yeah. All right. Uh, so don't be fooled. In utterly no particular order, um, just a hodgepodge of additional questions. Um, let's start with this one. Um, I would love to hear what you guys expect to see in 2023. Now, this is a prediction uh, accuracy, accuracy counts. Keep your, uh, well, no, I was going to say keep your pie in the sky out of here, but that's not true. I feel like some people yeah. like it. In Paul fact, is incapable of doing that. Yeah, we no. know this. You can't make up these rules. These rules didn't exist in 2019. And, and in fact, in fact, Kieran probably is requesting it specifically. So I'll ask you all can just decide to what degree your pie is in the sky. Um, but what do you expect to see in 2023? Um, I'm, I'm curious to know. So, uh, we're going to go backwards up, up, 
from from Vint from the bottom. Starting from the bottom, now we're here. Uh, Vint, what do you expect to see in twenty twenty three? Malarian, ha! Ah, oh, beat me. Plant your flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I also think chaos dwarves. Yes, beat me again. And I, I think a new stormcast hero that's not Yandrasta. Because it would be weird if it wasn't Joshua, because, like, sure. He <laughs> has a model for sure, but, like, you know, <laughs> it could be Yandrasta Prime and you could put her on a Celestin Prime stand or something. No, I think I think another another thematic hero for Stormcast. Okay, very cool. Um, well, I've got you. So those are what your predictions are. Do you have anything that you, like, want to see, though, that maybe you don't necessarily is likely, but, like, what do you wish, what do you also wish to see in 2023? Is it that list as well, or are there other things that, like, you you hope that come out that, you know, hope against hope might arrive next year? You know, I, 2022 was the year of Vince checklist getting checked all the way through. Uh, we didn't get just Darko Savagers. We got Darko Savagers and uh, an Underworlds team. We didn't just get, you know, um, a refresh on the the Zeech Mortals. We got a new Changeling. We got, I mean, a new Demon Prince. It, it was it was everything. Everything I wanted pretty much just showed up. So uh, if you guys have things you want me to want for next year, let me know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, it'd be greedy uh, for you to want anything else, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, with the I guess with the advent of uh, new corn models in Warhammer 40k, um, I think maybe some new corn models would be really cool. Uh, and that's just because I really like corn and the blades of corn models and uh, everything. After reading the Red Feast, like I said, I'm catching up. Um, really made me like a hardcore cornate. <laughs> um, <laughs> last podcast for Vint, uh, <laughs> but I really do like. And if if bad puns got you kicked off this cast, there would be nobody left on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're known for: the ghost cast sailing through the airways. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, those are the things I'd look forward to. I'd really like to see some new corn models. I think Malarian and the cast wars would be things that are very real, very likely to happen. Um, but I, I think it'd be cool to see some new corn sculpts just because they they did such a bang up job with the last group of them that I think they would do a great job with these ones too. So it only follows. It right, only follows. Cool. All right, Eric, uh, tell me your, uh, your predictions wild or otherwise, but then maybe right, throw okay. in a wish list there. If, if for, yeah. for whatever reason, the lists are different. Um, all right. So we know that cities of Sigmar is coming out near the end of next year, maybe end of the summer or fall um, in a reasonable, like what I think they're going to do is they're going to refresh. I think they're going to refresh all the kits. So like, there's not going to be a metal or fine cast left standing. Ooh. And, and the reason I think that is because they're, they're showing us stuff early. So I have this feeling that they're going to kind of go wild with it a little bit in terms of the number of kits. Uh, in addition, what I would love them to do, similar to what they did um, for the Stormcast, when like maybe year two, where they came out with different shields for the different um, hosts, that like we've we've had this emphasis on these different cities for years now. Anvil Guard, which well, I guess maybe not that one, but uh, you know, yes, yes, Greywater Fastness that that they bring some ability to flavor your army to those through the kits. So I don't know if that'll be each kit has a little bit of, you know, a few options or if they have, 
you know, like like through Forge World and Necromunda, where they'll come out with those expansions um, and that sort of thing. Um, to go a step further, um, what I don't think they're going to do, and I wish they would, because uh, the the Cog Fort stuff has caught my imagination the most, and I think a lot of people are on that uh, Cog train. Um, I would love a four-part realmscape where you get terrain that's all separate, but you could put it all together into one cog fort. Um, so like the um, Gloomtide shipwreck, you know how it comes in like multiple pieces, but you can kind of put it together and it's a single, you know, ghost ship or whatever. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's dumb. It will never happen, but I think it would be, um, as we get to like, we've had two sets for the gnarl wood. So you put all those together and you've got a pretty dense forest. We think that for the next two boxes of um, Warcry that we may get Talaxis stuff. And so you could put together a pretty cool Seraphon board. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool to have multiple Realmscape boxes of terrain mm-hmm. where you could put together some sort of like a, a small cog fort or something like that and put it on the table. But that's my wish. That's my hope. Very cool. I wish that for you. Um, Paul, tell me about your predictions slash wish list. It doesn't have to and be in that why, order. Why is it halflings riding goats or whatever the crazy? <laughs> oh, no. No that mancers. Was, that was halfling geomancers. And it was yeah. 50% correct. Don't give me that. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> they were half techless, half Tyrian geomancers. They were literally half correct. So, anyway. Wow. Well, all right. Wow. Right. After in half techless, if you're going to survive in the world, literally the realm itself, they're geomancers. They lift rocks and throw them at people, like literally in broken realms. They lifted up parts of the realm. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, offer a listener poll as to how many <laughs> listeners agree with Paul's uncritical self-assessment here. As if, to be fair, critical, as if this was going to make it into the final it. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm joking. Um. So, yeah, I, I think it'd be fun to see terrain for Talaxis. That'd be super cool. We don't have many non-cities faction-specific terrain. We don't have many faction-specific terrain for cities either at this point. But, like, I would love to see some of that. Um, I always enjoy seeing stuff like that. Um, I would love to see more coming out for the Gloom Spike Gits. I know we've seen a unit of Wolf Riders, but I'm hoping that there's more to come. Um, I always want more spiders, but I don't think we're going to see spiders this year. So. <laughs> um, I'm hoping we see some more God level figures. Like we just had that new figure for 40 K. I'm hoping we're going to see something like that for AOS as well. Um, I'm not exactly sure where that's going to come from, but it'd be super exciting and super fun to see that. So I guess it's not that crazy this year. I'm sorry. Did you say that's it? Paul, yeah, I know. are you okay? <laughs> He's saving it for later. I guess. Oh, man. No, I've, I'm bummed out. All right, Davey. <laughs> he said no spiders. Is this Paul? Is this really Paul? What happened? I want them. I just don't see them happening. There. Are you okay? Do you need help? Yeah. I mean, we're not getting spiders. Centaurian has eight kids. appendages. You yeah. decided about Blink that. twice if... Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Davey, come up with just the most outlandish, craziest prediction for me. You are asking the wrong person. That's the, my man. That's yeah. the joke, dude. <laughs> that's the <laughs> joke. It goes to full armies. Uh, oh, oh, no. Please, no. Um... <laughs> Uh, so 
and this is partly inspired by really enjoying Arcanaut's Oath, but I feel like uh, the Overlords are due for a uh, like a, a kind of big splash. Uh, their line is super cool, but also super limited. Like if you count up the number of War Scrolls they have available, uh, like, and then set aside ships and heroes, like there's almost nothing there. Uh, and I think that there is room for like a several more units or several more ship types or like a really dramatic i know i know like the ironclad is really cool but you're always reading about these like i say you're always i'm always reading about these uh battleships like these bigger craft like man it, it would be pretty spectacular and if i'm going to piggyback off of uh previous predictions then maybe grungni uh finds a way to become represented in the realms like he he is stated as having become more active, you know? Um, and so uh, maybe maybe we see him. Maybe we see him uh, and there's some kind of uniting thing with uh, Duarden units or something like that. But uh, that's that's uh, that's where I'm leaning. And I, I'm, uh, although I was, I was a little shaken up, a little disappointed to like have uh, the previous seasons of Underworlds um, like the the last two nether maze and harrow deep um uh, like they're almost they're not retcon necessarily but like they they just kind of got maybe a little bit written out of existence like there's they're not mentioned in the gnarlwood book so i'm not clear how they fit into everything uh it, it is really cool to be mirroring the the bigger game and uh that makes that makes me more engaged in where the bigger game is going too so um where wherever it's going, like I, I'm looking forward to Underworlds following it. Fine, I'll make a I'll make a crazy prediction. Thank you, oh, please. Oh, oh please. thank God, we're gonna get more time this year, and it's gonna come from Forge World. We're gonna hey. start hey. all these okay. super cool small little <laughs> figures. We got it. We got it for Necromunda, and we're gonna There's actually that see that. That's why those listeners tune in. Gosh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Josh, I don't know how you're going to follow that one up. Um, tell me, what do, you, what do you think is coming? What do you hope is coming? Um, yeah, well, I have, to, I have to echo what Vince said. I definitely think Malarian, Chaos Dwarves are probably coming. Um, uh, just a question to you all. When is the Old World supposed to launch? Does anybody have any ideas? Has that changed a lot? Because I'm really, I'm a big fan of the Kislev aesthetic, and it would be, I would love it if that actually came out. And I could use the Kislev for like some cities of Sigmar sort of war pants, but sure. I don't I actually know. I haven't seen a hard actual thing saying when. Yeah, it keeps changing and then there's like nothing. So I wasn't really sure. But so in terms of outlandish predictions, I mean, obviously we're, we know we're going to get two more sets of Warcry and Gur. Real um, I'm, I'm really hoping that one of them will kind of reintroduce the catac catacombs sort of aesthetic as we're in the ruin and we're fighting each other mm. or maybe it'll be more like blackstone fortress sort of like um or or, or sort of like city type mm. campaign like taking place in the ruin i think that would be really fun to do um like a warhammer quest yeah yeah well, i mean yeah and hopefully they'll introduce some more of those kind of things but i don't know if they would tie that in but they talk about traps and stuff a lot right and i feel like the catacombs yeah. like space lends itself to traps more than like the open like forest stuff that we've got mm -hmm. currently. yeah yeah instead of like a twist or something like that i agree um i i definitely yeah we, you know, we're definitely getting beasts of chaos so I, i'm really intrigued to see if morger will get more of a you know like will be 
what's the right word, reincarnated or born into the AOS realm. That would be kind of interesting to see if that happens. Yeah, especially with like a shit starting to be a thing now, right? Like we're getting these other like other sub um, sub chaotic like evil gods kind of. And somebody actually asked a question about this, but I didn't add, add it to the list. But um, like maybe there's going to be a diversification of like these um, ca- sort of chaos chaosy more uh, gods as well. That would be cool. Yeah, well, lesser gods are getting more attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any further predictions that you want to add? Um, no, no, I don't think I have any. Uh, any predictions other than that? Um, I think we've covered a lot of the obvious ones. Uh, Chaos Dwarfs, maybe. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be this year, but this year or the year after, the, you know, soon. Um, Chaos Dwarfs, Malarian, those are like uh, loose threads that will almost assuredly be tied up at some point. I mean, I'm going to jump in here. Like, I, I'm also on board with maybe Malarian, but like we were on release. Like, Eric, I, I don't know if you remember, like reading through that original book, like oh cool like malarion like he's gonna come along at some point probably i don't know maybe next year <laughs> like five years later like where is this dude what is he doing right right well, that's, that's why in the in the one of the discord chats i was like yeah um uh Grun- grimnir or is it grungny who's the fiery one grimnir 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 like we'll get a model for him in five or six years. Like I'm, I'm no longer talking in like uh, years. It's, you got to talk half decades at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were talking about like in the discord, actually what, what gods are even like on the table in terms of who could get models. And for a while there, I would have thought that anybody could, but like, as we spend more time with it, I'm starting to think that like, there's actually only a slice of go- the gods that could ever get a model. Uh, Gorkum yeah. will never get one because like, yeah, he, the, this, it's ironic that the slaves of darkness just brought up the fact that like, he's a different breed than some of the other pantheon gods and that he's more of a prime like force like the chaos gods are than any of the other like ascended um gods of like the order or other like pantheon i think i think he's having too much fun as like an incorporeal god like, yeah that's my that's my <laughs> take on it <laughs> absolutely so to some degree yeah, I would, cool. like i would think like you would compare gorkamorkin and a gash like i could historically i would have compared the two and that they filled similar roles but as time goes on it starts to occur to me that they are not the same um and just because nagash has a model doesn't mean the gorkamorka would so grogany being on the table sure Tyrion as well i mean these are things that are again loose threads that could be this year or like we said could be six years from now um i think i don't know that anybody's brought up the idea that having another um season of war box i think might be on the table or gosh darn it it really should be like you can't put a prefix on a box like that season of war thania and then not continue them um and i don't know if that requires changing the setting um like once all of the game systems wrap up in the narwood and like or like is the next season of war box not going to come until like we shift the camera um maybe i don't know but hopefully that happens sooner rather than later because like i said that was probably my favorite thing that came out this year so um that type of stuff is my uh bread and butter um and then yeah i echo a lot of some of the other uh grounded predictions that you guys uh, made as as well um other predictions uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw out a wild one you know, please so- do we have this new precedent where Warcry has four boxes and it has a season, so to speak. So uh, I guess I'll, my wild prediction will be that, okay, so after one year, after all four boxes are out, we're done in Gur, maybe we move to Ulgu, and maybe that's when Malarion and everyone pulls out. Maybe that's when Warcry and everything moves back to Ulgu or something. Tell me, what, what terrain do you think we'd see in that box? What, yeah, what does now, like, Ulgu terrain look like? 
Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Ugu, it's got normal terrain. It's just there's a lot of um, illusion and, and other things like that. So really, you could do anything. You know, I think you can get away with, like, really unique statues or rocky terrain. And, and it's like, oh, nope, you thought it was rocks. It's trees. Ha ha. You know, whatever. <laughs> ah, you got me, Ugu. <laughs> Always tricking me. Oh, there's a pit. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Of shades. There we go. Oh. Uh, hey, Josh, you did it again. You predicted the next question that I was going to ask. Darth Alec. And also, uh, I believe Harry would ask something similar. Um, but the question on the table then is next realm. Where will we go? Okay, actually, I had to butcher his question a little bit. He wanted to know when we we're going to switch, and I don't think we know the timing. But I'm curious where people think we're going to switch the camera to, whether it's a different realm or something else. You you mentioned Olga. Do you have other realms, or should I ask the rest of us what they think uh, the next target's going to be? I mean, I think we've, we've been in every other realm except really. I mean, like it's a focus, you know, with the battle tomes or anything. So you know, I, I guess you know, we do have the. You know, Morathi and all that, they, they are in Olku. But um, I feel like we haven't really explored that realm a lot. And uh, I think that's definitely someplace we'll be heading to. Although there are hints that Chaos Dwarves will show up in Gur. So, okay, well, how long are we going to be in Gur? It's hard so, to tell at this point. So I, I think you are picking the most likely. I think that is where it's at. I think, if not... The next realm, I think somewhere not too far down the line, we're going to do some battling the Zir. I think we're going to get dragon ogres back in a big way. And uh, I think they're going to be reborn in Azir slash somebody's going to find a way to break back into Azir and get that realm into play. Uh, and you talk about we don't know much about Ulgu, but we also don't know all that much about Azir, really, right. other than other than you know the Sigmarambulum and... Uh, the the main headquarters, but as a greater realm, like we don't have a lot in the way of information. So, uh, Ulgu, yes, but Dark Horse choice, Azir. There's my big predictions from Davy. I knew you had Oosh. it in you. I wonder. I wonder if they'd tie that at all in with the cities of Sigmar. You know, kind of pouring out of Azir or anything. Like okay. That. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. I wonder if we're gonna ever get to the gloaming. And have Slanesh be freed and like literally have battles trying to figure out if we're going to free Slanesh. Oh, you're talking like Storm of Chaos style? Like, what does this worldwide campaign? I think they might have learned their lesson there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, my my issue with Olgu and the gloaming are are sort of like the 40k setting with the, you know, the, the void of chaos. Like, do you need to have one place that's unexplored or is always that, you know, here be monsters kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So do they, do they always get kind of, do we always hope for Ulgu and never get it, you know, sort of thing? I don't know. I I think as an entire realm, like we have to get it at some point, but I, I really like the point about like needing that, like what, one of the great things about this setting is that there is so much like, that you don't know, like there, there's so much room to create in. And, uh, as long as they can find a way to have that exist, even in, you know, even in the realms, you know, like we, we've only mapped out parts of each realm. Uh, then I, I think that that piece stays alive, but, uh, I, I really like the sentiment of keeping, keeping the unknown available for people. Yep. Yep. Allows for expansion and, and creating your own aspect of that, that particular realm. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, 
Eric, did you have a, a place that, or a destination that you'd like to see sort of the, the combined settings uh, shift to? Hmm. I mean, like everybody said, we've sort of traveled different places um, through um, the Broken Realms. We got to see more of Hish and, you know, um, I guess Hish is, it's weird. It feels like they're like, they've populated every single area of Hish. Hish doesn't seem as expansive as um, other realms, but maybe I'm, I'm missing something there. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, and I'm trying to think through, I mean, we spent a lot of time in, in uh, Shyish with the Necroquake and you know, that sort of thing. So I feel like, yeah, most places we know pretty intimately. Yeah. I can't imagine that being said, um, I think there's probably always someplace new they could create in one of the other realms. We could go back to Akshi and have a new setting where, you know, uh, you know the the chaos dwarves could come out of instead of Gur. But who knows? Um, yeah, I guess I don't have a good prediction on this. I like the idea of of Olgu. Sure, this is maybe probably one I should just ask who's got some ideas as opposed to throwing it to individuals. So I'll I'll, I'll open it up a little bit. Does other, do folks have other realms that they hope? or predict that we're going to go to after Gur that they want to talk about? Uh, I think we're going to go to Cayman. I think we're going to go to Shimon, however you pronounce Shimon. it. Shimon. Shimon. Um, and the reason for Shimon. it, right, we just had a big event with Balakor there. And uh, I think it's got it's got some play in the, the next few codices, right, with KO coming out soon. Right. Um I, I think we'll probably go to Ulgu. That would be where I'd bet my money. But just to just to diversify, uh, I'll say Shamal. <laughs> so um, I got a question. Yeah, what's going to happen to these Dawnbringer Crusades? Are we going to keep going? Are we going to stop? Like, what's going to happen to them? Or where, are they going to push the story forward? Only time uh, will tell. Right, right, and, and yeah. yeah, they're technically. One of the lore aspects is it's technically taking place in Gur, right? Or, or they actually have Dawnbringer Crusades they're all in other over. realms. Yeah, I think they're everywhere. They're, they're all over, okay. yeah. Okay. That was they're one thing. Weird, man. Yeah, so. I, th- I think it's their way to introduce humanity and, and, and the cities of Sigmar to various realms to give them the uh, story hooks. But yeah, so I, I think that'll continue as an aspect. But yeah, That makes sense to me. Like that they, they've told the story of humanity or mortals being stuck inside the cities right and and that this is the way that they go out and so this is just how they operate now yeah uh, we hope i think the the battle tome coming up for cities or dawnbergers whatever they end up calling them will be sort of a, a, a big event in it in and of itself but i think we've seen the effects of what they're going to be like already to some degree which i mean not to be a pessimistic about it but like i think that's it's, it's probably going to be a re- reiteration of what we're already seeing about the dawn bringer crusades and that they go out trying to forge new cities most of them then to get destroyed uh and sometimes they're successful and like it'll be just sort of a version 2.0 or like 1.5 of that story is my is my prediction um but as far as realms go i'm thinking hish is probably on the table actually eric you'd mentioned it before if for no other reason because i'm curious to see what terrain means like in hish and that like if we do a similar release sort of schedule or cycle um i think it we, we hear we hear stories about it and it's sort of talked about it in sort of in the books but we haven't really physically been there all that much i feel like i haven't had as much like boots on the ground as much um sure. and i think it's a prime opportunity to to do so there and i think it's an opportunity to tell like different types of like stories than what we've been telling like yeah well, eventually Tyrion will come out you know in, in whatever 
additional units he'll have. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I think like surviving in Gur is a, although unique to some degree, it's still like surviving against a wilderness that wants to kill you. Um, like that story has been told a lot, just maybe ramped up to 11 a little bit in Gur, but like stories in Hish have their own style and like their own um, like bent. And I think that uh, offers a certain element of uniqueness. Anyways. So how is the realm of life making Gur go crazy? How is that going to be counteracted? How are we going to see that? Because we've had the, the Necroquake, and that was counteracted by the Rite of Life. And now we have this whole craziness with Gur. So what's going to counteract those two things? What are we going to see next? Like, if not counteract, I, I think maybe another way to say is like, what is the, what is the response? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like uh, Alarial's Bloom was the response to the Necroquake. So like, what is... What is the next big response? Exactly. Gosh, good question. I mean, if you think Dawnbringer Crusades, I, I don't know that that has the oomph to do it. Um, so, yeah, what tames the wild beast? I don't know. Is there a is realm it, of music? Is, it the, is the industry of the chaos duarden? Oh, sure. Ooh, I could see that. Capitalism? Is, is capitalism what does it? Um, <laughs> I mean, that would be a KO storyline for sure. Sure. Uh, and they... The, the the this is a drawn out joke that makes no sense. The the chaos warden come and start charging everybody eight bucks um, for <laughs> what what used to be free. Um, that was dumb. I, I knew it as soon as I said it. Um, all right, so definitely some some. Oh, you're proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm never not. Uh, all right, so um, other I don't know setting prediction based stuff, whether it's realms or stories or lore. Uh, before we change gears a little bit, we'll talk about us again. Any thoughts? Oof, thank God. Yeah, right. It was it's been almost too long before we talked about it ourselves. <laughs> second. I want to know more about you guys, huh? I want to I want to get down to uh, I guess there's there's, this, there's one thing um you know in, There's just one thing that's been bothering me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. In the realm of Thondia, you know, like the, the book that came out, they described a lot of people, even stormcasts like turning into beasts. I would love it if they expanded on that in the new Beasts of Chaos book coming out or something like having different, because some of the Stormcasts are turning into lion type creatures or dragon type creatures or, you know, it would be really cool if you had some variety. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm tired of goats. (laughs) Get out of here, goats. (laughs) Greatest all time my butt. That's pretty good. Um, no, absolutely correct. And that's a good actually a prediction I hadn't thought of before. That's that's fantastic that the Beast Men book ought to uh, speak on that for sure. Um, all right. Let's talk about us, guys, the real the real uh, stars of the show, so to speak. Um, a question from our friend Stone, Stone Monk Gammer oh. Gam- <laughs> something like that. Um, I think Eric wanted to ask us. Um, I mean, generally, we talk about our goals. Our I don't remember goals. what my question for twenty twenty three, but specifically, you want to know about New Year, New Army, or Warband. Um, so bring it back to hobby. Yeah, I'll ask you guys broadly: Do you have things that you want to accomplish in twenty twenty three? But if you want to talk about any new armies or new warbands or things that you're working on, make sure you throw that in there too. Uh, so, Vent, tell me about what your personal goals uh, for this next year are going to be. So, uh, so for me, it's uh, I just turned thirty six. So three plus six is nine. So everything I do this year is going to be Zeech themed was the, uh, the <laughs> challenge I was leveled at. Um, and uh, I accepted. So it's going to be a ton of Zeech stuff, uh, which is going to be wild because there's there's uh, exactly, I think, one option for uh, for Underworlds. That's 
you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, uh, <laughs> Davy. I'm excited to start showing <laughs> yeah. up with uh, the eyes of nine. And yeah, uh, I, uh, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, a better warband might still end up with the same results. Uh, I can only play Celestis so long. <laughs> uh, but no, there it's it's been exciting so far. Uh, it does mean that I'll be diving into. Because Slaves of Darkness can use the mark of Zeech and then be Zeechian too, so it gives me it gives me more reason to get a ton of reps in and a ton of different uh, differential things with my um, my options for both Warcry and Underworlds and Age of Sigmar. Uh, so I'll be doing a lot of that. I'm going to try and get through. Um, I did. I posted a poll on the Mortal Realms a few months ago, and I had a hard time locating them, but I finally found some with the help of uh, one of our. our uh, folks that plays in league with us, uh, Joe Alexander went and got me a box because uh, he was driving around and found one. So um, I have a box of Corvus Cabal, and I'll be putting those together uh, shortly after an event I'm doing this weekend uh, to get them ready for some uh, some craziness in Gur. Uh, and I'm going to definitely make them Zichian because you know, right? They 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 they've got the bird face. It kind of works out. Um, but it'll be a lot of fun. So everything this next year for me is going to be Zeech themed, uh, plain and simple. So it works out well. I, I did my inventory, so I'm over over about ten thousand points, uh, Age of Sigmar style for Disciples of Zeech, and over that for Slaves of Darkness as well. I have so many Raptorix. Anybody that was at our event last year, I have so <laughs> many Raptorix. There are birds everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm very excited to get into it, and it's going to be a fun year. Very much looking forward to it. I'm also going to be going out and traveling to a lot of events. Um, so as as events come up, feel free to throw them into uh, the correct chat that Aaron will tell me now. Um, but I would love to go to your event. Uh, barring it's not in Australia like somebody posted this week. Right, um, I saw that. <laughs> super I mean, down. Oh, cool would that be, though? Yeah. Right? Like, nothing quite like flying across the world to play play some awesome... Un- like, I feel like if I'm going to play a game in Australia, I've got to play Underworlds, right? I'm, I'm doing the Underworlds <laughs> Down Under, right? It's going to be awesome. Down Under. Down Under. So if I do travel to Australia ever to play games at their their Adepticon, Adepticon Aussie, I think, uh, I think then I'm going to have to sign up for the Underworlds event and the Warcry event. But, um, I'm, I'm so sorry, signed. all of our Australian listeners. I apologize. <laughs> but I want to be there. <laughs> I would do apologize now. Uh, uh, but no, I think that'd be a lot of fun, and uh, I, I I will be at events. So please post them in the Discord so I can uh, I can come and uh, meet you guys on the field of battle, whatever whatever size event that is, be it Age of Sigmar, Underworlds, or uh, Warcry. Um, I'll, we can write a narrative together where you beat up my Eyes of Nine for the eighty seventh time. Um, <laughs> Nine's a cool. time. We know you're not a good ringer. <laughs> I'm a terrible ringer. <laughs> All right, All right uh, Eric, your turn. What's uh, what's your big plans for 2023? Yeah. Tell me about it. I, I am going to try and exhaust my Cities of Sigmar imagination um, with my Cog 4 war Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it may get I'm, – I'm hoping I can get a few things that I'd love to do. I'd love to build my own Cog Fort uh, out of things. Uh, but we'll see if we go that far. Um uh, but yeah, so I just want to exhaust that. 
see where it'll go. They'll pitch you a cog for a table, man. We can play on that thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Paul, your turn. What do you? What do you? What do you got going on this year? I would like to finish painting Archeon and then paint another army. So I think those are my two goals for the year. Do you know what army? Can you tell us? I've got like six that I'm trying to decide between. So no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> how, how many of those armies are spider armies? Uh, only like two. Eight out <laughs> of the six. Them he's done with them. <laughs> uh, delightful. All right. Any other big plans for the uh, year of 2023? Um, Yes, but I think we're going to talk about that in the next question. Ooh, excellent. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, I should have asked you last. All right, Davey, it's your turn. What's your 2023 uh, docket look like? Uh, For me, I have been super tapped out with Underworlds, uh, mostly because I am like the primary uh, preparer, planner, recorder, editor for... What the heck's, um, but, uh, uh, pocket. Oh, no, we, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hetman of hexes. We, we got, go, uh, but we got some new crew on and once we can get them through some hurdles, uh, administratively, then, uh, right, right now, right now it has, uh, been a challenge and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but, um, what I, what I hope to do is to be able to open myself up to open my time up to be able to try out some of the other games that I have had to step away from. So get back. I would love to play some path to glory. I'd love to play some war cry. Um, I, I adore the, uh, Corvus cabal models. Um, and I've assembled a bunch and, uh, I, I just really would like to expand the, the number of games I'm playing games workshop wise. Um, and so that's my, that's my, Goal, personal goal, playing wise. I've, I have other ones, show wise, which I think we have coming up. Right on, good goals, great goals, attainable goals. I think. Hey, Josh, tell me about your twenty twenty three. What do you got? What do you got planned? What do you got cooking? Um. Well, my my main goal, well, obviously, is, is our new season of Warcry. We have to paint up a monster, so I, I definitely need to do that and try and do it more in a timely manner. <laughs> 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 but um, uh, I've also got my Jade Obelisk that I, I'm really looking forward to painting and getting up and uh, and playing in the next uh, kind of league season. Um, Vint and I have talked about since he's also really into the Jade Obelisk about setting up a narrative where. We've got our war bands and they're it's like a, a twins and they've kind of divided themselves and now they're in two rival war bands and so maybe somehow carrying that narrative throughout the next year would be a lot of fun. So I'm kinda of looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really excited about that too, Josh. It's gonna be awesome. Yes. And then uh, other than that, I think my main goal is to, you know, with Warcry having these four different releases throughout the year, my main goal is to keep the terrain getting it assembled and painted as each release comes out so that I can continue to have that available for us and the league to use. That is a great goal. I like that goal. I want that goal, in fact. Yeah, Aaron, we were going to ask, uh, what army are you going to paint this year? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, oh, that's the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. Honestly, I, I have no plans. Uh, I don't think 
too far ahead in the future. Oh, no, okay, that's a lie. I'm lying to you guys right now. Um, yeah, I wish you wouldn't. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell. It's hard to trust. It's hard to trust me. I know they're sitting right in front of me. I don't know why I was thinking about this. Um, so I paused my Slaves to Darkness, which is I was working on quite a bit. In fact, I didn't even do the Dim and Prince, even though it was my favorite uh, model this year. Um, but instead, I transitioned over to the Jade Obelisk. Oh, yeah. Because guess what? I want to get back into Warcry. These This series of boxes and like seize the seasonality of it now is really tickled my fancy. Do I, man, do I love order? Do I love schedules? Uh, do I love like a steady pace of things? Those are all, uh, those are all questions. What's, what's the answer? Right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Aaron has watched me play two games, uh, over the last two months. Ooh, so that's his, oh God, that's oh, so much. That's as close as to playing a game as he's working. <laughs> We're edging closer. <laughs> that's true. But furthermore, here's my, we don't know what my project is. My project is this, is getting one of my friends, just a single non Warhammer playing friend to like play. Warcry with me. Ooh, so that was one of you the You got games. Kenny creeping closer and closer, right? He played a game with Eric just the other day in my Whoa. own dang house, in fact. Nice. Um, in the same home that my children sleep in. Um, <laughs> and, you, uh, you hope they sleep there. It, yeah. felt, it felt dirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little scandalous. I was a little used. Yeah. Uh, so my, one of you is the Rottmeyer Creed? Is that what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I got uh, my friend Kenny, yes, sure. to... I mean, I wonder if he'll listen to this and he gets a call out on the episode um, to because he had a loser man from way back from 8th edition. So I said, hey, man, check out these chameleon skinks. He's all about them. And so I want to play sort of and follow through with the current setting in the Gnarlwood and you know play through all the missions and, and really get involved in the setting for a bit because I feel like I've been on the outside looking in for far too long. So that, yes, is one project that I would like to see come to fruition in 2023. And if that means I need to paint some dudes, uh, then so be it. I do have paintbrushes. Ooh. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, anybody an answer will answer. I'm impressed. I, I had forgotten for about it for a split second, but then I remembered <laughs> as they looked at me all sad with their sad eyes. So <laughs> I have four of the ten assembled already. Look at me go, guys. Uh, cool. Uh, other projects you guys thought about that we didn't you didn't chat about before we keep going? Things you want to look looking forward to in 2023? Personally, I mean. I would love to get our league to the point that Davies League is. Uh, just love the energy over there, and we got we've sort of gotten it going, and we've gotten some excited people. Um, but we've got to, I think, you know, maybe put in some more. Um, how do you put it? Like structure in there. Yes, it would help. Yep. So, yeah, I would love to get to the point. You know, I, I see these. Um, you know, sometimes they're right for articles or other places on the web where these Necromunda campaigns have like these new letters that come out and everything. That would be so much fun to do. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Trying to integrate that takes a little bit of work. God, Necromunda. If only, if only you could live up to your promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never do. Um, no. all right. Uh, I don't, for whatever reason, this feels like a natural segue. Um, so beyond just the things you personally want to work on, maybe in the hobby, um, let's get to the real uh, nitty gritty, the, the things that the listeners want to listen to. They want to know what's in it for them in 2023. They want to know what treasures and treats they're in for uh, in this next year. And so to that end, I'd be curious to know what you guys think um, is on is slated uh, for your respective shows uh, in 2023 um dogs of war cry what the hex path to story and yes even the moral realms uh story phase what, what does this next year look like for the uh the content that we're putting out any changes um i'd love to hear about it so i guess josh and eric 
Dogs of War Cry. Oh, and then uh, Dogs of War Cry. What uh, what are what are they in for this year? I'm hoping I get to stay on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Try another one, Vin. Oh, I heard you weren't that good of a ringer. So uh, yeah, Yeah. I don't feel bad. I think that was an invitation, not a. a, uh, Try a better one, he says. Um, So, yeah, I mean, um, I'll just put out there um, real quick, just as an aside. um, I've started to try and incorporate some more video uh, content. specifically on TikTok because it's less daunting than YouTube and putting together longer form videos. Um, so I've done a little bit of kind of box opening and, um, you know, though we did a, a box opening podcast one time that seemed to do really well, which is weird because you can't see yep. anything in the box. Yep. I loved it. I listened to that whole thing and it was awesome. <laughs> so we're breaking new ground. Uh, we might, uh, <laughs> we might do more of that. Um, yeah. But so you know, some more video content, uh, talking through projects and and uh, showing some of that stuff, and um, so that's something that, but definitely trying out, and we'll see how long that steam goes, uh, depending on how good I get at it. But uh, there's that. It was well received. It was well received. And then, what do you think about the the main cast? What are some things that that you guys could imagine uh, us doing? Hey guys, let's have a planning session right now, and and look. <laughs> I'll let I'll let Vint jump in first. Ah uh, yes. Um. So <laughs> I think it'd be really cool. Um. Is things to add. Uh. We do a really good job of kind of talking about like where our games are and what we're working on. But I think maybe adding like a narrative minute, right? Like what happened to your characters for this season of Warcry? Uh, what happened for this league? And I think that would be kind of cool. Um, and we can that way people at home can follow along on our story that aren't following us along on our, our Discord. Um, I think that would be kind of neat. And also setting up a really big event with Underworlds and Warcry and Age of Sigmar. <laughs> <laughs> Hosted by the Mortal Realms. And uh, Josh Arrington's going to set up all the rules. It'll be perfect. <laughs> I didn't know there were this many buses in the world for different people to be thrown under. I <laughs> <laughs> got track marks. I got track marks. To be, I guess, to add on to that, or in, in that same vein, we do have uh, Adepticon twenty twenty three uh, that yep. will be running the narrative for, and um, you know, there's quite a bit yet to plan for that and communicate about that, uh, and then just talk about. So there's certainly be some more coverage on that. Um, and it would be, I think it would be cool, um, to record some audio at, um, Adepticon, whether that's like a quick, you know, backpack rig or something like that and just do interviews and record audio or whatnot. But, um, I guess that's a goal that I have that would be kind of fun to do this year. Yeah. Whoever has the backpack rig, can we make sure they're dressed up like a Ghostbuster? <laughs> David, that's where my head went to, though. Sacrosanct chamber? Yeah. Do you want to dress up as Dora the Explorer? I mean, hey guys, I, just, I have a map. Yeah, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> guys, I know I'm not tall, but can you can you leave it for a second? <laughs> just, Any uh, other just, thoughts on... Yeah, Josh. yeah. I was going to say, just logistically, uh, the you know season five is kicked off. Our schedule's been a little hectic. Hoping to get to more of a uh, routine uh, release schedule uh, as we go into the next year, um, so you know people will, will know when to expect us. Uh, so kind of 
logistically working towards that. But yeah, as Eric mentioned, we've got a big event at Adepticon coming up. And uh, we are definitely, we've got lots of ideas for events throughout the year, more on a kind of a uh, semi-regular basis. But uh, we've we just got to kind of get those logistics in place. But I think we've got a lot of fun ideas for the league and for events and kind of bringing the community together. Yeah. In 2019, uh, we were kind of the only Warcry um, content uh, on the scene. Uh, with the Heart of Gur launching, we've got a, a lot more um, content creators around Warcry on YouTube and other places. So it'd be kind of fun I to do some I had content. no idea that was the case. I thought you guys were still the only show in town. Oh, no, no, there's, there's a, tons. Yeah, uh, YouTube mostly. Really exploded. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Right that's, it. that's it. I'll go to your events too, other content creators. <laughs> we'll, uh, we can throw down. <laughs> It'll as, be long, a good time. As, long as, you, as long as you put them on the show. Um, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> Davey, I heard you speak up. Um, tell me about uh, what's on the, the docket for What the Hex. Yeah, so like I mentioned, we got uh, three new uh, contributors to What the Hex, uh, Josh, Skyler, and Brian, and they bring a ton of energy to both our league and to the podcast. Uh, and we have a lot of plans. Like we, we've done one of the things I'm proud of our, our podcast doing is, you know, relative to the, um, the other creators in, uh, underworlds out there is like, we've been extremely consistent. You know, you, you know, you're going to get an episode every two weeks out of us on Saturday morning. You can count on a, what the heck's episode being in your feed. Uh, and as, as we get, as we kind of build that consistency, like there's the opportunity to expand, but it's limited by my ability. Like I, I, I'm already kind of tapped out as far as like doing the back end of it. Uh, but getting more people on board, I'd, I'd like longer. to, yeah. what's that? It well, yeah. Longer. So yeah. The, the idea was to like share some of that load, but because some of our restrictions, all I've actually done is increase my workload as far as like, <laughs> I'm doing all the same stuff, but I'm also now scheduling three additional people. But, uh, uh, once we overcome a couple of these hurdles in, in the short term, uh, I really like to figure out ways to reward some of like, we have these incredibly generous patrons, uh, and I'd like to, you know, they're, they're doing it for basically like no return. And I'd like to be able to create something that they can appreciate. Um, no return. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, the return of, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think we'll keep going. Yeah. I mean, you and Aaron are the ones that actually do the the, the short story podcast. So you like, you to, literally give them a return. You don't need but. to acknowledge me. I'm just here for fun. No, I would never. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, there, there's a lot of ways we could go, and we're at the because we have the extra people and the extra energy, like we're kicking around all these extra ideas of like, like, do we start to do some video content? Do we start to uh, do off week sort of things where like you could have some, like if I get another editor on board, we could go as, as often as weekly um, and, and all these sort of things. So like we have put the pieces together where uh, another one or two components, and then we have the option to like really kind of explode as far as what we can do. And it's a very exciting time for, for what the heck's um, not just because of like the raw numbers that we have, but because of the awesome, positive energy that uh skyler and 
Brian and Josh bring to the the podcast. So, uh, and it's a good time to be doing it because uh, Games Workshop is really focused on making the game more accessible to new players, uh, reducing the emphasis on like owning everything from ever that existed and making it being uh you can play this game like grab this and this and now you can play along with anyone else or whatever so um i think it's a good time to be creating content for underworlds and i think we got a good crew to do it right on i'm excited and i didn't say it before but i'm excited for dogs to work dogs of war cry as well um speaking of things that i'm excited about paul i'd love if you could tell me uh, what's, what's, what do we, what do we do to find out more about the, uh, the, the old path to story? Well, RIP. Uh, or is it? Are Ooh. the rumors of its demise greatly exaggerated? Uh, there might be a necrogate coming, uh, and, uh, we might figure that out. So, um, path to story is going to be back for a season two. Um, and we are expanding our roster as well. Um, I know in the beginning, uh, you guys had Mal, um, but we decided that that was a great idea. We need to expand beyond Wisconsin uh, for two of our hosts. So and get Mal for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Mal two, double the Mal. Um, and so um, we have uh, reached out to a couple of people in the Discord. Um, so if you are in the Discord all day and every day, you may have then noticed that there are a couple more people with the Path of Story. Um, tag on the discord so we have got all the prep work done to um start planning out our next season and start planning out our next recordings and figure out how that's going to work going forward so awesome um we are super excited we got a lot of f- positive feedback from the events that we went to and people are like well you know we we love the show and we want to listen to it more and so we we're like okay well let's leverage some of those people who are as passionate as we are and maybe broaden the base and make things a little bit more uh, accessible for everybody and give people some time if they need off. Um, we've always, and all of our podcasts have focused on the fact that like, this is something we do for fun and not something to do for work. And so. Associated to that, Paul, do you guys have an event this next year at Adepticon? We do have the Dibbering Dome again going on this year. So Excellent. Yeah. So that'll be super exciting as well. So. I've been meaning to actually talk to you guys about uh, this whole like it not being work thing because I'm going to think we're going to have to revisit that uh, to some degree. I'm going to expect a little bit more out of you. Um, any more to share on the path to story? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. We're super excited to go forward. So, well, nice job. We're looking. I'm looking forward to hearing more episodes. It's going to be great. I was going to. I was going to say that too, but now it sounds weird if I yeah, just say what Eric yeah. said. So, just say um, me too. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Ditto. Uh, seconded. Ditto. Ditto, fam. All right. Uh, from the story phase perspective, um, I, I, I feel like I'm in a bit of a, a brainstorming uh, session in that you'll listeners have noticed that a lot of what we've been doing lately is the battle tome reviews, which is, I mean, sort of been a hallmark of what the story phase has been for a while. But we're running out of armies that we haven't talked about yet. I can count on two fingers because there's two of them that we haven't chatted about. Uh, so as soon as the Flesh Eater Courts book comes out and then whenever Corn gets re-released, like that'll be it. We've covered them all. And so I think that's a great opportunity to reevaluate the things that we chat about on the show. I want to diversify a little bit. Let's do a novel. Let's do a novel. <laughs> that would like require Oath, maybe? That would require me to read a book, uh, Davey. <laughs> uh, and I just, I, when was the last time you w- witnessed me finish a book? It just doesn't Amen. happen anymore. Amen. 
I'm, I'm, I'm in a book club with this guy and I can't remember the last time he finished one of the book club books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Aaron, Eric all of a sudden. That's supposed to be my role, but you know what? <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you. It's good. It's, it's, I'm glad to be welcomed back. So, I mean, we'll talk more. We can talk about what novels mean, but um, so some things I want to do more of uh, in that I want to do some, I want to do guests, right? So we had um, uh, Dougie Fresh from Two Plus Tough on the episode for Arcane Cataclysm and it wasn't my best work, mainly because I had to do twice. it twice, and it kills me <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And so I feel like that was not my best before. So I apologize. I'm going to apologize right now to Doug. Um, we can do it again, and I'm going to keep trying until we get a great guest experience. And so I want to try to do more of that, collaborate more with other content creators out there. Um, I was going to make a joke at your guys' expense, but I'm not going to anymore. Uh, furthermore, what I also want to do, sort Thank of you. reaching out, is I want to do more. Uh, or, or, or at all, I want to I want to start interacting with the authors at Black Library. So, if, at the very least, if I'm not going to read their books, I could help them <laughs> type up their books that they have been writing. And so, what and a something. sales pitch! Oh my that's, goodness! Oh, that is so good. Well, okay, to be clear, hey. I bought their book and then I can also help them sell their book. What more do they want from me? Is that not enough? <laughs> um, and so that is something I want to try out. I've got a couple lines out to see if uh, authors would be willing to chat with uh, a bunch of goofballs on the Moral Realms podcast to see if they wanted to chat about their book. It'll be about. just a series of questions of, can you sum up chapter one? Yeah, and let's start with chapter, one. chapter two. Oh, you did you did one so well. How about we just keep going to chapter two? Just keep going. Don't stop. Um, so that is also something I'd like to look into. Go ahead. Quick, quick, quick question: uh, would, would Soulbound kind of fall into this? Would you like interview Soulbound creator? Very well, could be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, got hooked uh, hooked on that Soulbound uh, multiple times. Now I feel like I, I get I get hooked. I get off the hook. I get rehooked. I don't. I don't fish a lot. That might be how it works typically. Um, and so, yes, the, you, you bring up a good point. Um, diving back into that uh, soulbound ecosystem as well. I feel like uh, there's some people talking about it, but I want to talk about it too. Um, yeah. So there's just a, a couple options. There. Yeah, a couple options there. And if GW started releasing more campaign campaign books, you better believe we're going to be covering those as well. Um, to Davey's point about the uh, Black Library novels thing, yes, we could do novel episodes. Um, but if we do, I want to maybe reevaluate the format of how we did them. I just didn't like the way they the pacing that we had. And maybe there's another way to present that content and maybe in a different format entirely. So if it's not on the podcast, maybe some other way to do so. So these are just ideas, my friends. These are not plans. These are these are more goals or uh, thoughts that are floating around in my head, uh, but you better believe that I'll be doing my darndest to ensure that every month we still kick out a story phase um, as best we are able. So that's my story phase in a in a nutshell. Um, we got a, another listener question uh, from Celtic, who I played Joe. You guys, oh, is that Joe? Joe? Okay, it's Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe. I don't get okay. out enough. Sorry, Joe. Um, but yes, uh, are there any plans for adding new podcasts to the network in 2023? And I only included this question because, Joe, is four not enough for you, my friend? <laughs> There's so many. It's hard to keep track of them all. I think he's gotten through the backlogs of most of them now. Quite. Oh, he's, 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 he's work quite a couple times now. So, yeah. so then I'll turn the question back on you, Joe. Hey, if you want a new podcast on the Moral Runs Network, I think it's up to you, my friend. Yeah, it's just something. something. Yeah, lay yeah. it on us. Oh, uh, James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nobody I, I else. I will say, like, as we brought on our, our new uh, contributors for What the Hex, so, like, I, I gave, I was like, hey, look, if you want to be part of the What the Hex, let them great with that. Like, we'd love to have you. If you have something that you think would be separate, let's do that. Um, and so, like, that's, you know, not to get too behind the curtain on this, but like, it, it's a thing that we, try to champion with this network is like if you are contributing to the if you're 
idea is within the ethos of this podcast. Like we want to promote that. We want to, um, we want to make that, we want to amplify that. And, uh, I had three individuals who had energy that I wanted to amplify. And if that was part of our podcast then awesome. And if it was part of something they want to do on their own, then also cool. Um, and so I don't, I don't think we have something specific, but like, uh, our, our philosophy is such that it's not impossible. Like we could see something. If, if I had more, um, I guess if I, yeah, could spread myself thinner, which I don't think I can. <laughs> um, I think that the, the space I would love to spend more time is, is, is in Soulbound, Um, and we'd love to, to tell some stories and plan some stories and, um, you know, do more of that. Um, there's a, you know, there's certainly been a, a renaissance or a, a first move or like a wave of uh, actual play podcasting um, that's popular. Um, and I think there'd probably be a, a space for that within our niche, which within a niche, within a niche, but uh, it'd just be, a, that's a, that's a bit more work than, you know, flipping through a battle tome and, and finding our, our favorite things. So um, yeah. It'd be cool. I, I echo that. So if someone wants to do that work for me, please yeah. let me know. Somebody wants to, <laughs> somebody wants to, yeah, DM us. Eric was going to do it, but he's got later on life, you know, we yeah, yeah, all yeah. have, you know, obligations. Absolutely. It's called, it's called Dogs of Warcry. If it wasn't for Dogs of Warcry, I'd be all over it. <laughs> dogs of, dogs of Warcry. <laughs> Is that a dollar? Um, all right. Other podcast big goals before we keep going, because I got another podcast question. In um, Okay. Sig- Sigmarnalia 2023. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Tomb um, King Tristan asks, he wants to know uh, which podcast in the network won this year. And Tristan, I've been telling you this constantly. It's not a competition. There's no winning and losing in podcasts. Someone else wrote this, but I echo the sentiment completely. It's not about who won, but it's the podcast that we made along the way. I can't believe you didn't write that. That is like, yeah. that is... Yeah, that's typical Aaron. 100% Aaron, right? Aaron, right? Uh, right? That's why I said it, because it just rolled off the tongue. It just felt so natural. Um, I'm not 100% sure who did write it. I think we could all puppet here at this point. I didn't write that. <laughs> well, you know, Maybe the yeah, spirit I... of the Mortal Realms wrote that. Oh, man. It, who needs AI? You just get four dudes who know you pretty well to like write your own <laughs> script for you. Um, <laughs> although, although we do have 75% of the Dogs of Warcraft cast on this particular podcast. That's I mean, true. Yeah. I mean, is, yeah. But aren't we all story phasers? Yeah. Say there's, it's true. Good, yeah. good call. Good call. I, I would answer this seriously with saying the network won this year. Like, oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Because, no, no, hey, hey, you're the winner. <laughs> well, yes. well, legitimately, because like, <laughs> we hope. We hope. The picture that we took on the stairs at Adepticon was one of my favorite moments of the year, right? And that was awesome. Yep. Like, it was have everybody great. in the same place. And like, we hadn't been in the same place at the same time in three years. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. so, so unfortunate Paven can make it, but yeah, we got the rest of us. It was pretty amazing. Exactly. So it was just, yeah. All right. Um, fantastic. Speaking of Paven, there's one last thing I want to do before, and I guess I will do, I haven't written a closing, but one final segment uh, in Paven's honor, actually, because the initial, the original of this was, I believe, Paven's idea. But uh, the most requested element of this Sigmarnalia spectacular show was for us to circle back 
on some of our predictions from the first one to see how close or how right we were. You may recall, and actually I'll tell you what, if you don't recall, if you haven't listened to it, stop, go listen to the first one and then come back here. Stop, collaborate, and listen. And listen. <laughs> um, so we did our fantasy <laughs> draft. Eyes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The idea being that we drafted characters from the Age of Sigmar, those that we thought would have the biggest impact in the year, or in this case, years to come. And uh, I think it would be a fun way to f- finish this episode out is to review some of our predictions, our, our characters that we thought were going to be those large impacts, to see who had their finger on the pulse of where the direction of the uh, you know, the setting of the Mortal Realms was going, uh, so that we can crown... I don't know, a winner or winners. I, it's really just a gut check. I don't know that you can really quantify any of this. And so what I was hoping to do is real quick run through the people, uh, everybody's nominations from back then. And let's get a glimpse of who we thought might be um, the most. Pre- you know, pre- Should we start with that. Davey yeah. since he was always the last? Uh, I quantify this sounds like the words of somebody who lost. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to oh, call it. Yeah. I'm going to identify the picks by, you know, I'll just say who picked who and maybe I'll go with zigzag the kind of the way we had picked them. Um, I think what I want from you guys is just a quick yes or no, whether or not you thought that individual had uh, an impact uh, from the past three years in the, the setting of the moral realms. We'll see who had the most like, you know, positive like yeses or what, what have you. I mean, we can discuss really quickly. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but um, let's go. So what we'll go backwards. We'll lead up to like the, the the top pick. So like we said, we can start with Davey because he was the last, who he who had picked last, and yet he had such a good last pick. Oh, so Davey's last pick was Alariel, the Ever Queen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is I, I picked it last, but it feels like huge, right? Like that yeah. is got a, a ripple effect throughout. All of the realms still blooming. Yeah, Uh, that I I did not listen back to the episode, but I'm sure I was very informed and intelligent in my picking of this. (laughs) I'm sure it was not a desperation pick, as uh, 17 other things have been chosen before I got here. Um, So yeah, super super great choice by me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's nice we brought it from one year to three years because then you know they don't know. Everything looks totally great. In three yeah, yeah. I, I think I think uh, 2020, maybe not, but uh, 2022, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you say everything looks great. I think there's plenty of people on this list that did not end up being great. Um, so we'll find those out, too. All right. So, Larry, I think we can all agree it was a big was a good pick. I think that's definitely a yes. Um, uh, Eric, for his last pick, picked Nagash. Man, he now, was so on a downtrend. Uh, yeah. He'd already kind of uh, done his thing, and now he's kind of just getting beat up. Yeah, that's, but not out. That's though. true, but I, I I feel like it's a. I think we're going to hear a lot of picks that were a lot weaker than this one. Like yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. Uh, yeah. his his presence, even if he lost his conflicts, I think he shaped the conflicts by right. uh, by defining you know yes. like where they oh, were. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of people, I'll, I'll start off self deprecating, and you guys can bring me back. I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, he, he created the Ostiac Bone Reapers, which came out after this original. Sure. You know, yeah. so all of that oh, was yeah. all in the gosh. Oh yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Yep. So I think Nagash definitely is a, uh, a thumbs up as well. Yeah. Um, the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, one that is isn't as much of a thumbs up. Oof. Sorry. But Josh, for his third pick, had picked Kernos. Yeah. My my, my, my last pick was uh, <laughs> way out there. Actually, Davey and I both had the same pick, and I picked it before him. Is Kernos because we thought maybe we'd get something more out of the you know the underworld. Josh, Josh, do you remember this or did you listen to the episode? 
No, no, I remember this. Yeah, you know, oh I picked this, God. and you're like, oh, dang, I was going to pick that one. And I was like, oh, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, no, no. I can uh, I can tell you haven't spent three years of sleep deprivation like I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know who Kurnos is. <laughs> oh, no, no, the, <laughs> the, like the Karnathi, you know, the underworld. No, no, I, I do, I do. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, exaggerating, yeah. but like I, I uh, wow, all right. Good recollection. Kurnos is definitely one that I wish more than anybody else on this list would have yes. been a thing. That was high on my yes. I wish would have been a thing. But who is he? We <laughs> <laughs> know JV already made that joke. You can't make oh, it. Okay. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, Who's you <David>? can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So um, my third pick was Gorkamorka. I don't know that I can count that as a yes per se. In that, like, sure, the realm of beasts is ascendant for sure but like it's not gorkamorka's deal it's really more of a kragnos and then like the ramifications of alario so i don't i i'd be the first to admit that i don't know that i would count that as a as a win but but in lieu of knowing kragnos's name isn't he kind of a gorkamorka standard i mean i appreciate you doing that that's very kind of you but i still i think the spirit of the game i think it dictates that not necessarily i think it's uh i think that's a thumbs down correct um as much as it as as much as it hurts um Pavent for his third pick, pick Sigmar. Surprising that it took this long for someone to pick him, though at the same time, maybe he deserved to be that far down. Because would you guys consider Sigmar a a mover and shaker? Uh, he came out with another chamber, the Thunderstrikes. You know, I guess uh, you have to say that he was involved. I mean, losing track of what happened when, like, had the uh, Sacrosanct tap? Yeah, Sacrosanct. Yeah, in Sacrosanct play, and Thunderstrike all came out after this. Yeah. yeah, and and Donbringer Crusades. I, I this feels like actually a strong choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, his name is still in the game. <laughs> Age of Sigmar. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, it's any, a sure bet. <laughs> does anyone anyone want to fight? Anyone who want to fight him? All right. I see no objections. I'll allow it. It's in the it's in the green. We can't fight a guy who's not here. Come on. <laughs> what are you? Sure. You uh, are without honor. Yeah. Um. Here's here's a good, this is going to trigger a lot of a lot of conversation. Paul's third pick. Uh, to Paul, tell us about your third pick. My third pick was the Call of the Denied because we had <laughs> Slanesh and the Gloaming. And the Kala, I thought, would be a perfect um, foil for Daughters of Cain. And uh, lo and behold, nothing happened. I know. It was a Too good specific. guess, though. I liked it. Cheer. Very to, to be fair, Slanesh stuff happened. It just yes. didn't have anything to do yeah, with yeah. the Kala. Right. We got the Kala again. And, yeah, we got the yeah. twins instead. Agreed. Um, all right, Phil's third pick was Lord Croak. Surprise, surprise, he's a big Lizardman fan. Um, I'm inclined to say yes. I, I think yeah. this guy counts in that he got a model and was in Broken Realms and was relatively instrumental in like redirecting Kragnos at the yeah, end. Yeah, pretty uh, strong. I agree. All right. I'm, okay. I'm going to support my castmate here. Good, <laughs> good, good pick. Just stand in. Yeah. Um, well, we'll zigzag back up the, the snake uh, list and we'll do Phil's second pick then was Zinch, which is a big call. I mean, Zinch is sort of, some would argue, in everything. Like he's always in there. Yes. Um, in all of us. Do we think that counts? Is that good enough? Um, I don't know that he did, or if the things that he did well, indirectly, do they count for movers and shakers in the moral realms it's kind of hard because the big thing that happened was the silver tower but the silver tower even though the gaunt summoners are aligned to zinch they weren't under zinch they're under archaeon right right yeah it's a hard one i agree with paul i think it's more the gaunt summoner silver tower not really zinch well hold on like was are we talking about like warhammer quest silver tower because that predated this correct right yeah no warhammer silver tower came before this 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but we're talking about in Broken Realms, there was a big Zinch force. Fair enough. But they were all led by the Gaunt Summoners. Right. Uh, there's rumors that Zinch brought down this, the temple ship in the Narwood. True. Oh, that's Point. not yet proven. Well, yep. it's strongly speculated, it's, but I suppose yeah. we can't give them to on speculation. I get that. I'm, I'm down with it, though, castmate. <laughs> uh, maybe we consider this one a neutral. Maybe just a wash. It's not a no, neutral. but not yes. Yeah, yeah. The good old no, so There's something in the battle tome that came out recently so that mid. specifies. It's, it's the nooch. Uh, thank you, David. I appreciate that. All right. Um, <laughs> should we be giving it thumbs? Thumbs up? Thumbs down. Um, all right. Paul's second pick. Brock Grungson, Brock Grungson, uh, not even the most impactful Karajan uh, yeah, Overlord. So, I'm annoyed. So sorry, yeah, because I feel like he should have been in Broken Realms. He's the only named character, and then they went and made other named characters to be more just important to, than him, just to spite you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I, I, it was a. I think it was a good pick, and the KO a got a lot yeah. of yeah. of page time, but he just was not included in any of it. So yeah, that's true. I agree. I agree. All right, Paven's second pick was Tyrion. I don't think so. Who was who was really blind that time? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 we don't think. Oh, hold up, back up, back up. Like, didn't Broken Realms happen? Didn't he have a role in Broken Realms? Are we that? Uh, well, no. yes, yes, he did. He did, he did have a uh, you know he brought back Teclis and mm, he did have yeah, a yeah okay uh, mm-hmm. no 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 wait he, he, he did, did have some he did have some screen. aspect in the Lumineth lore yes well no yeah he, but like I mean it was intentionally like uh, not obfuscated but like it was intentional he was intentionally not the focus of that like it was Teclis's fight against Nagash it wasn't yes, Tyrion yeah. like he was the he third was party he was you know background I think I don't he, think was he was waiting for Godot come on and we're I just wanted to make a I just want to make a joke about no, and it landed yeah, no, you, and you, Haven, good. Haven, I tried I think you're cool but these <laughs> yeah, guys yeah. don't his don't. day has yet come yeah so yeah uh all right my second pick Celestin Prime the only thing I can argue was that he tried to like bring Marathi to justice and then he was his leash was pulled taut no uh, but I don't know that you're, a, much you're, a, you're a thumbs down on that I mean he he was in appear <laughs> in Broken Realms he did appear he, he appeared <laughs> Is that all it takes? I mean, is that enough for a nooch, maybe? <laughs> if all, if all it takes to appear is Tyrion, then Tyrion should get a nooch. Yeah, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, but Celestine right. but Prime was actually in a battle. Tyrion is <laughs> literally like wandering around off screen. Oh, that was Tyrion. Who was it? I don't know. Some actor it, was hired for five actually, seconds. In 2019, had he been dusted by Lady O at that point? Or had that yet oh. to come? I can't remember. Mm. Is that Celestine Prime? Is that Wait, he got dusted by Lady O? Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah he did. Did. Oh man, Age of Enlightenment! Like this dude is just getting smoked all over the place. Yeah, agree. Hashtag spoilers from <laughs> um, <laughs> three years ago. Uh, gosh, because if he did get dusted, I would say that maybe brings him to a nooch. Um, I have right. to look it up though. I'll come back. I'll I'll, I'll re- right. report back in a little bit. Um, all right, right, Josh, you're number two, Gordrak. Oh yeah. I think so. I think I think well, yeah. he has. He has yeah, a yeah, I'm down with Gordrak. Yeah, let that walk. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely Kragnos, and you know, went to the eight points after the end of the Breaking Realms. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely. I think, uh, and plus, I'm big team Gordrak, so I'm all for it. Um, all right, Eric's second pick, Gotrek. Uh, three books, baby. Did it do anything yeah. in the actual storyline, though? Impact. Ooh, including oh, Black I mean, Library I, and, right? Because we haven't included Black Library in any of the other ones. But we, I think it has to be neutral, at least. He, 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 they're books, but he doesn't actually take active 
placement in the storyline. Yeah, I mean, very low impact, actually. Like, yeah. he, he hasn't impacted anything else in his books, really. Um, yeah, but if you compare him to Felix... <laughs> Which is important. That is vital. That's <laughs> literally your line. If you compare him to somebody that, that died thousand years ago I'm, in a I'm completely go, different universe. I'm willing to go neutral or better on Gatrak just because of how much impact he had on the tabletop. Hey. Oh, did he? Um, I, oh, I vote. God. You guys. <laughs> neutral. In, the, in neutral. the last three years, Gotrek, like being like he was, he was a big deal on the tabletop. On the tabletop. That's he smashes. Nice. I'm here. Is, gods, is, is someone going to argue higher than neutral? Is going to we're going to push this higher? Besides Eric, no. I'm satisfied. With, right. I'm satisfied. Right. Cool. I, I fought for you up to. Thank I you, fought Dave. for you up to neutral. Sure. All right. Thank you, uh, Davey's Second pick. You know, Davey, I, for your, all your belly aching <laughs> about picking last, you actually had a really good run. Uh, Grug yeah. might be in your second pick. Um, absolutely. Yes. You're absolutely yeah. right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. In fact, I didn't guess that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, historical record shows you did not guess that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for those who don't know, he had a little bit of a presence in the Broken Realms. He he sort of had this return, this renaissance a little bit, and like he keeps popping up lately, uh, spouting off how the Duarden need to get their act together and so on and so forth. So uh, Grogney's definitely uh, on the scene. To be fair, I'm uh, in the, in the choices that we've reviewed. I'm two for two, but if this had been restricted to the year 2020, I'd be over two. Probably. Yeah, true. So, yeah, yeah, great. Just I, I benefited story. from how long it took for us to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, we're, we're zigzagging. We're back to Davy's first pick: Gardas Steel Soul. Yeah, my first choice, and not as strong as my last two. True, uh, but I still think I still think he got it though, because he, yeah. he was in Broken Realms. He got a model. Um, I think that's worth it. He got a rad model. Yeah, he is pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. Nice model, superhero yeah. landing. Um, all right, uh, Eric's first pick. I, I knew I knew I was working with a favorable audience when we were talking Gardas. <laughs> Aaron's, a, Aaron's a big Hallowed Knights fan, and so there wasn't going to uh, encounter much scrutiny. Anyway. <laughs> true. Yes. Move right past it. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Eric's first pick, Vandis Hammerhand. I say no. Who? I say yeah. neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I was with Eric on this pick. Like, I really wanted Vandis to come back strong. Um, and uh, as as a listener, more than a contributor to the story phase, like I was excited to hear a mention in the uh, most recent Slaves to Darkness mm-hmm. episode. Like that was that was spicy for me. I, I want this guy to be back in there. I think he's part of the DNA of um, of Age of Sigmar, um, and and he should continue to be in there. But well, uh, we don't grant points based off of should. We right, right. points no. based off of it's did, a, and I think his only men, his only mentions have been because he hasn't really been doing anything. It's almost like yeah. a rubbing. I mean, that's his story plot is doing nothing, <laughs> doing nothing, going <laughs> crazy. Um, all right, Josh's first pick, Archeon, safe oh, bet. Yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah, he's covered a lot of ground. Uh, yeah, each year, yeah. all three years, baby. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, yeah. my my first pick, Catacros. What do we think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Broken Oof, Realms. He had a big yeah, impact. You know, Path, of the, uh, Path of the Everchosen. Wrath of the Everchosen. Yeah. Yeah. He was absolutely important in there. Well, well I'll Definitely. take it then. I appreciate that. You guys are kind. Um, and it's fun to talk about because he's also had a little bit of run-in with Archeon, and he's suffering similarly, not exactly the same way as Vandis. So it's sort of a difference between the two of them. 
Um, all right, Paven's first pick, Slanesh. Does the twins count? I say no. No. Yeah. I, I say personally. Uh, Nothing else. I'll give you a nooch. I'll give you a nooch yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. I'd go nooch. I'd go nooch. I feel he's like broken cool. some of his chains, so. I think Marathi and Slanesh kind of hitting it. Hey. Didn't Slanesh get no. a whole new release? They're, they're diametrically opposed. Didn't they yeah. fight? Opposed. Um, isn't it funny to think that, like, one of the biggest movers and shakers of the past three years has, in fact, been Marathi? And spoiler alert, no one picked her. No one picked her. Ooh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but instead, picked her son. Paul's first pick, yeah. Valerian. We all thought that was a great pick. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, I was going to pick was a great pick. I did. Totally. Three Should years later, still nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, nothing. No such luck. All right. Uh, Phil's first pick, Teclas. I yeah. think that's squarely in the yes uh, oh, yeah. category. Yeah. You got a whole book you literally named after him. God. Yeah. 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 It was it was beyond 2020, but we finally got it. Yeah. Sure. Um, can you you guys are looking at the notes too? Uh what yeah. are what are your overall takeaways? What are some themes? What are some uh, uh I lost. I completely objectively lost. Go last if you want to win. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially, yeah. To think. Um that I mean, does, he, that, does that say that Davey was really good or that the rest of us were really bad? And he only <laughs> picked what was left. Yeah. 4K Nolos Dose. Literally just, I'm really bad. Everybody else only had one that was nothing, and all three of mine got no mention anywhere in the lore. You were just far-sighted, Paul, and they just yeah. didn't realize your vision. Paul, here's the thing. Is it like, if you went one for three on these choices, yeah. I mean, Malarion, but like if either of the other ones had come up, like you would have a moral victory. So yeah. <laughs> I respect, I respect the bravery on these choices. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Davey, do you, have, do you have any words you want to say? Anything you want to, you want any, anyone you want to thank perhaps? Uh, I just want to thank uh, COVID-19 for giving me three years in order to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people don't think COVID enough. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice. Well, nobody takes that out of context. <laughs> Please don't clip that. Uh, yeah. That's just a drop we start using. Uh, cool. Jeez. Oh, um, guys, Forbidden Power happened in 2021. Like, that's the Selson Prime yeah. got d- dusted at oh, that. Oh, my God. I'm still yeah. looking it up. Um, I said Nooch. I'm arguing for yeah. the Selston Prime, but we can take okay. this off offline. Uh, that's fine. Clearly, no, no, Nooch, Nooch is good. Nooch is good. Because if that's the case, then well, no. So let's go around. I don't. It's hard to judge and like add numerical values to this. Davy obviously won. I think Phil was in pretty strong second. Um, if yeah. I'm what, the what, what the heck? What the heck? Podcast you make along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron and David all squarely in the middle because they got one, they lost one, and there was a neutral one. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. But Josh was. I still would have. It was a uh, probably a third place though because he had two, two ups and one yeah. down so uh still pretty good um so you're trying to tell me the person who accompanies me on the lore podcast the most uh <laughs> couldn't couldn't get a single couldn't get a single one as if i ever could yeah <laughs> it's, it's paul's world we're just living in it all right well hey yeah. so we, hey guys to be fair should we just review paul's every year <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a visionary it's okay different. yeah yeah uh, um yeah all right, it feels weird not to have some predictions. Okay, let's real quick go around the horn. Um, in the 
uh, opposite order just to see you get one character, one character in the next year. And we don't even really need to give me big explanations and then we can end this podcast. It just feels weird not to do it, especially we talked about it. And it's been such so much fun. Um, I'm surprising you guys, surprising you guys, you haven't had a chance to think about it, but let's, let's do it here. Um, well, actually we'll do Vint cause he didn't get to play last time. Vint, you get first dibs. If you are still here, um, who is, who do you think is <laughs> unlikely? <the> Who's <laughs> the character that's going to be Who's going to have the biggest impact uh, in the next calendar year in the Mortal Realms? Ooh, Give me a I feel like the easy answer is Baylacor. And if I get a side mm-hmm. answer, Eternus. Oh. Don't. <laughs> no, you can't get, get both. Come on. Come on. Um, I was then, one out. <laughs> Break the rules. Sure. Uh, all right. Let's say. Um, I think if we're going backwards order, then so Paul, you get to um, you get to pick first, second dibs. Oof. Um. Well, you think Bellacor would have been a good answer for last? For yes, Bellacor would have been a great answer. Nobody's good. Yeah. But Bellacor was about as far away from anything as the Kala yeah. was at yeah. that point. Yeah. True. True. Um, this is a hard one. Um, whoever you pick has to be in a one sentence summary. <laughs> yeah. Um, pick the Kala again just to really double down on it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna Greg Nate. Oh, you yeah. dirty dog. I know, all right. Good guess. But are we gonna make Davy go last again? Uh yeah, because he got first place. He won. That's that's exactly that's where fair. he wants to be. We're gonna, we're gonna let Davy make, make the best picks again? Yes. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yes. Um, all right. Uh next from behind Eric, not that you, I think you and I tied, but well, I'll I'll give you the chance to go next. Um Vanda's Hammerhand. Vanda's Hammerhand. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm gonna take my red. I'm gonna take my red. I'm gonna turn it into a yellow at the very least. Sure. Nice. Um, oh God! I give you guys the chance to say so. Um, I think. I think. I think. What? Not Morger, but the guy who's like his his stand-in. Um, what the his speaker? I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, the beast what? man. Oh, the shaman. Yeah, the shaman. Um, I'll look up his name, but we'll insert Morger's devout follower shaman. Like just name just here. insert signals syllables like. Grishnak or oh, it's like starts with the B. Yeah, you, you got or it in one or something like that. Yeah, something like something like that. Um, mainly because I don't know what else is going to get released in the next year. Because I think we're going to do this sooner than the next three years. He said with his fingers crossed, optimistically. Um, all right, uh, we're, uh, we're going up the line. So I think Josh is probably going to be next. Josh, well, you stole mine, so I'm going to go oh. with the with the the chaos dwarf god. Really, the beastman was going to be your guy. That was that was a deep cut. Um, Cool, Uh, Hashut. That's probably a safe bet as well. And that leaves Davy. Tell us. I mean, somehow nobody picked Malarion, so for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, going for the underdog. Well, I'm going to lose. I mean, Malarion has been like a a pick for the last six years, so it's actually probably not a great choice. (laughs) You know, you know, maybe this time. I, I am looking at the Shadeborn Warband sitting up on my uh, painting table right now, and they're rad as hell. Uh, I hope they get their their boss man coming in hot. Right. Agreed. Uh, they think uh, Marathi thinks that they're hers, but I, I think she'll find out soon that they are are, are not. She wrong. The shadow. Yeah. Did yeah. anyone write these down? Somebody's gonna have to live, listen back to this. Uh, <laughs> We maybe know. when I edit it, or maybe I'll ask Klaus to do it for us. Uh, <laughs> my man. Klaus, Klaus, help us out. <laughs> <laughs> Go back five minutes, write down our votes, 
Let's get a class chant going on. All right. So uh, that I think brings us to the end. I'll ask you guys have, oh, I'll, maybe I'll go online. I'll give you a chance to give me parting thoughts or if there's anybody you want, I don't know. We could thank people. Would that be a nice thing to do? I don't know. Um, so Josh, parting thoughts before we close this episode out. Anything you want to say? Uh, just it's been a, a great year. Lots of fun hobby. Lots of great miniatures and lore. And it's been a wonderful podcasting group. Ditto. Echoed. Davey, anything you want to say to the to the listeners or to us? Actually, please to us. Yeah, uh, do I have to? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, I, a big thanks to Phil, who's been... Uh, we're about to hit 100 episodes uh, early in the next year. That seems mm. kind of incredible. Uh, I appreciate his partnership all the way along there. We're excited to have the fresh blood. So uh, thanks to uh, Josh, Skyler, and Brian for uh, invigorating our local scene and our podcast. And uh, a thanks to all you guys, Eric and Aaron and all the rest for um, this podcast network to be a part of. And uh, it's when we get to do stuff like this that like gets me, you know, excited, motivated, uh, that the spirit, despite all the different games that we are focusing on or playing, like it's, it's this sort of, um, communal spirit that we are part of that, uh, makes us network what it is, you know, here, here. Right on. Very cool. Uh, Eric, you're next on my list. Anything you want to say? <clears throat> Everything that everyone has already said. Plus, oh God! <laughs> uh, uh, I, the you know the everybody on the Discord uh, who uh, allows us yes. you know to take what we've created, um, put it into an echo chamber, bounce around, uh, <laughs> and uh, bring it back to us, make us feel like we're bigger, bigger for it all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's just the place that uh, we've we've created. You've all helped create the place that we want to be playing in and sharing hobby in and that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, and so, you know, I, I just love that we've created this space together, both on the airwaves and uh, through the Discord. And um, I, I couldn't I couldn't even uh, I couldn't uh, make a fantasy draft better than the one we have. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, the order on my screen got all missed up. So, Vint, you're going to be up next. Hey, is there anything you want to say, Vint? Uh, well, I'm excited to be on the podcast with you guys. It's kind of, uh, I feel like... Not for too long. Funny <laughs> <laughs> every time. Funny every time. <laughs> it really is. It really is. The memory is strong. No, it's, it's nice to be on the podcast with you guys. Uh, it is really cool. It's very uh, it's very exciting. I feel like a, a, a pauper or a halfling walking around with mega gargants all the time. And it's really, really exciting. Now... A lot of that's already been said, though, uh, and you know it could be my last podcast every time. So, uh, <laughs> so I want to like get live like yeah, last podcast. <laughs> I want to I want to thank uh, specifically Kieran for one sentence answer questions, um, and I, I feel like the best way to thank him would be Kieran. You are like a mind stealer, Sphinx. You could steal all of our minds with one sentence questions. A mind oh man! Sphinx. All right! All right! All right! Pretty good. Uh, all right, Paul. Uh, final thoughts. I'm going to double down on everything that everybody else said. Yes. Uh, but I, uh, I think I'm also going to yes. double down on what I seem to remember that I said the last time we did this, which is uh, to thank the design studio and to thank GW for like making something that we can still care about and still have this passion about because that's nice. freaking fantastic. Like, yeah, I mean, definitely. what is it? Six years? Uh, and then how many different games and like 
Yeah, it's just amazing that we're able to sit here and still talk about it, right? And you go to events and you you talk to people that you've never met before that are like, oh yeah, no, I listened to your show and it's awesome and thank you so much for what you do. And yeah, so uh, for for those in the design studio, those who help um, to distribute and do all this kind of stuff, uh, thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you guys took everyone. Like there's no one else to... I guess I think my mom, just, I suppose, have any <laughs> uh, for, for raising me right. Um, no, I, I mean, there's like literally just you guys have said them all. So what, uh, what everybody else has said, uh, the community, my fellow podcasters, uh, the listeners, I mean, even GW, I guess. Uh, Nobody's thanked themselves. I thank me. Um, <laughs> thankless, thankless job. No, I just, I, I'm thrilled um, to be doing this still. I mean, I think a lot of us, Coming out the back side, well, some, I don't want to say the back side of the, uh, wow. I don't even mean that. No, I mean, wow. of the pandemic. I'm hesitant to say because, yes, there's, there's still the ups, ups and downs of Rose. Yeah, um, I'm glad that we're still here doing this, uh, basically, is what it boils down to. Um, in that, uh, the, yeah, the impetus is still there, the drive is still there. Um, we still have so much more to talk about. You couldn't stop us from talking, even if you wanted to. Um, so, uh, as long as you guys are here to listen, uh, we'll be here to chat about um, these little weird toy soldiers that I can't, for the life of me, explain to my extended family. Um, yeah. So, yeah, speaking of only you, family, significant others, thank you for letting us not drive them crazy by letting us right. drive you crazy yeah, by you talking are. to you about. You guys <laughs> are my outlet, that's for sure. Um, and so, with that, I think that'll probably wrap it up. Um, I didn't write down a closing. I could steal a closing from the main show once. Just say, I, we'll see you in the backside. We'll see I'll say it's uh, it's time for our forging, but you can catch us any time. Now I can't do it off the dome. Um, uh, I used to know it. Oh, no. Lightly roll, lightly roll, lightly One second, I can just pull up an old episode. Why are you, why are you so bad at your job? I'm really bad. <laughs> Welcome to the age of Sigmar story phase. That's the beginning. You want the end. Yeah. <laughs> For your own narrative. You know, it wasn't, it's not even so much now. about the podcast. It's the friends you made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say this. It's time for our reforging. But Sigmar Willing will be back soon. Like, subscribe, share, or leave a review. Join us on Discord. Drop a tip on our Patreon. Anything you can do will spread the word of Sigmar farther than we can on our own. Chat with us anytime about your thoughts on Twitter at The Moral Realms. Uh, Paul, where can they find you online? At PJ Shard. Uh, Vint, where can they find you on the internet? At D-O-W Vint. Uh, Eric, where can they where can they find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, mostly on our Discord, but uh, right now on uh, Dogs of War on TikTok. Uh, Davey, where can they find you on the interwebs? At red underscore Zeke, or specifically if you want to do uh, Underworlds at WHCast, and then always the Discord. Uh, I can't think of another word for the internet. Josh, where can they find you on the intertubes? <laughs> sure, yeah. on Twitter at eight. At J.E. Arrington or at, at dogsofwarcry.gmail.com. And I'm Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at DosAsos. And you can find all our Mortal Realms shows and content at www.themortalrealms.com. <laughs> Uh, I just want to thank uh, COVID-19 for